This is The Monty Show, Utah's biggest sports talk show. When you're ready to talk sports, all you have to do is find The Monty Show. Streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. Now it's time for the best sports talk in Utah, The Monty Show. Hey, hey, how about that new sultry voice to bring you home on The Monty Show? Indeed, we are Utah's largest sports talk show, and we are presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, Utah's best injury attorneys, no doubt about it, it's The Advocates. Did you know you never come out of pocket to work with The Advocates? No consultation fees, no big retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Again, another big storm rolling in in the next couple of days. If somebody hits you, if they're reckless, if they're driving too fast, if they're on their phone, hey man, that's not your fault. You need somebody to fight for you. That's the advocates. Theadvocates.com where you can chat with an attorney live online 24 7 365. Theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty program. Mm hmm. You like our new song? Yes. You like nice. our, you know, the sultry, dulcet tones mm -hmm. to bring you in? In. You know, it just makes me feel like, you know, I've accomplished something and I'm grinding for what's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, dadgummit. Can't even get it right. Stay hard. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's go. What a weekend. What a weekend, huh? But I think one of the most interesting storylines coming out of this weekend is this update with the the Pac-12. And here we are again, another day, another show tipping off with the Pac-12 front and center. And the real question here is, will the Pac-12 survive? Well, um, from what we understand, the Pac-12 had a very productive last two weeks. Um, there were rumors uh, over the last couple of days that the Pac-12 um, has come to an agreement with San Diego State to add them to the conference. Um, you know, and I, I think one of the interesting things, Jake, is this battle for Southern California. Do you think that San Diego State answers that equation for the Pac-12? Yeah, I mean, I think it answers it the best it possibly can. I, I think there's not another option. I think there's not another route. It's the way you have to go. And I, and I think that San Diego State certainly isn't UCLA or USC, um, but I think that they're a school that's in Southern California that would attract ad partners. And I think, you know, when we're looking at TV deals and we're looking at signing contracts and we're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars, I do think that San Diego State helps the cause. Now, to what end? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if, you know, George Klyovkov going to Toyota, let's say, or going to some major advertiser in that realm you know, and saying, hey, like, we have San Diego State, there's going to be people watching, you know, would love to have you on, you know, as an advertising partner on our TV deal or whatever. Like, you know, I, I just don't know. Does that draw enough water? I'm not sure to that end, but I know for a fact that it definitely is going to help you. It's definitely going to at least get you in the door and, and get you to have a conversation. And that's better than nothing, because I think, frankly, for the Pac-12 right now, there hasn't been a lot of good news. So so even the slightest bit of good news, I think, is welcomed right now in the conference. And I think it's a game changer. I think it's absolutely a game changer. I think it's something that the Pac-12 has desperately needed for some time was a bit of good news. And, and when you look at the other story attached to this, it's Amazon and ESPN and the Pac-12. Our sources in the TV industry are telling us that Amazon and the Pac-12 
uh, are no longer talking about tier one rights because Oregon and Washington, as we reported two months ago now, are opposed to having tier one product, which is your best games of the week in college football and basketball streamed 100% on Amazon Prime Sports. <coughs> Amazon and the Pac-12 are now talking about a game of the week, very much what Amazon does with Thursday Night Football. They get that one game. Okay, cool. It's their exclusive window. Amazon and the Pac-12 are now talking about doing that same thing. However, I am also told that the Pac-12 wants to stay out of that Friday night death sentence for one of its top teams in the league. And the other issue is, is that Amazon's not going to want your Oregon State uh, against Arizona football game. They're you going know. to want USC and Oregon on a Friday night. They're going to want prime scheduling. And I don't know that that works. So there are issues there. But if this is a Wednesday or a Friday game, I think this is a real good opportunity for the Pac-12, unfortunately so, to just dip its foot in the streaming waters. I, I think it's actually a no-brainer. But here's the issue as well. We're told now that ESPN has for some time, a number of weeks now, told the Pac-12 that they just don't have an appetite to buy Tier 1 rights. So if ESPN doesn't have an appetite to buy Tier 1 rights, Jake, I, I just don't know where the Pac-12 is going to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't think there is a lot of other places to go. I mean, I, I think... You know, last week with the CBS and the Turner news, you know, this week with already with, you know, what we're talking about right now, this whole Amazon, you know, once a week thing for tier one or whatever, like they're trying to find, they're, they're probing, they're searching, they're hunting, they're trying to find their, as I've referred to it as their yellow brick road. And to me, I, I just look at this situation and I say, I don't know what that really looks like. And and, and exactly. it used to be like a year ago, you know, we've had we've had the San Diego State to the Pac-12 thing for 18 months. We, you can go back on the channel. The beauty of YouTube is our content lives forever. So we've had this thing for a long time. And even back then, you could kind of see how this was going to play out. I don't know what what way you go here. I mean, again, because it would be different if you had like a CBS or an NBC or like even just one more outlet to have conversations with, then at least it's three instead of two. But when it's two and ESPN has already told you they're not competing with Amazon or they don't view Amazon as a competitor, that puts you in a really tough spot. And yes, it does. I don't blame Oregon and Washington for not wanting tier one on stream only. I understand it. Like, I get it. You're not comfortable with that. And yeah, you do hold the water in the conference now without, you know, USC. And, and again, this is... You know, not to turn negative, but this is what bothers me about Utah. It bothers me that that when people like when guys like Pete Thamel, the caliber of him, are referencing the conference, they talk about Oregon and Washington. Utah should be in that mix, and it really yes. is is, yes. is bothersome that it's like, oh, well, Oregon and Washington hold the water, but nobody ever talks about Utah. You know, the same Utah football team that was the Pac-12 champion the last two years, that same team that went to the Rose Bowl the last two years, lost both times, but still made the appearance. You know, I, like, I just struggle with this concept that because it's Oregon and Washington, that they, that they just get that. It's like a, it's like a you know, a pass-go card. Like, it just auto-check that it's those two schools, and that to me is is bothersome and i also think if utah was in that group there may there could have been more momentum to make like a a group transition to another conference 
But because it's only two, I think it's a little more uncomfortable for just these two schools to be talking about, well, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? It changes things. So that's why I say this is just a numbers game right now, and there's not enough numbers in the pot. Well, I also don't think there's any doubt that when you look at, and I don't know how, how what the right way to put this at is or, or how you would describe it, but I think when you look at where we are in the landscape of college football, I just don't see a natural answer. I don't see an easy out here for the Pac-12. Um, and I think the other issue that you have is you have people that are that are elite thinkers in education trying to make a business decision on professional sports, and they have no leadership. You think and, you know it all. Well, but this is where I come back to George Klyavkov. And I asked the question, how much damage is George Klyavkov done or is doing to the Pac-12? And I think it's significant. I think it is a lot. And I think when you look at George Klyavkov and you see that they're they're essentially out on full-time streaming or they're tier one streaming, where Washington and Oregon have said we will not put our best games exclusively on Amazon Prime Sports, man, I think that's a huge mistake. That's somebody who doesn't understand how their core fan, how their core customer digests their content. And you don't have a guy in George Klyavkov who can go back to a, a president at Washington and say, hey, with all due respect, ma'am, I understand that you're an elite mind in the educational world, but listen, this is how the game is played. And you know how it's played? It's played right here on the on the mobile phone. And if we can get people to download the Amazon Prime Sports app and, and watch our games and watch our gymnastics or watch our basketball or watch our football, we're making money on that. Thanks. The problem is George Klyovkov has no balls and cannot do that. Frankly, he's... He is a guy, as I as it has explained to me, that is playing second fiddle to all of these administrators. And you, you can't have that. And I don't know what he can do for them, mm -hmm. but you can't do that. And the issue is he's not a guy like a Roger Goodell who has the ear and the authority to act on behalf of his owners. That's not the setup we have in the Pac-12, and I think it's absolutely crippling the Pac-12 right now that you have people who are concerned with academia trying to make TV deals. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a huge conundrum for this conference. Having said that, I think this San Diego State edition is absolutely a must-have. It is the bare minimum of of what is acceptable and the rumors came out over the weekend that the the that San Diego State has been invited um, it's not official. Neither San Diego State nor the Pac-12 have commented on it. Mm -hmm. But sources at San Diego State were saying to people in the media that, yep, we've been invited and we expect to accept soon. That's all well and good. But does adding San Diego State on its own? Now, are you also getting SMU? Okay, let's assume you are. Does adding San Diego State and SMU make ESPN say, well, now we got to buy tier one rights? Mm. Nah, somehow it doesn't feel like that to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it doesn't feel like that. And I think your best point is, is you've got a cook trying to bake a cake in, in, in these people running this conference and, and, and people leading these schools. And I, and I look at the situation and, and it's just, uh, it, it is kind of sad because I, I always like to say, like, I'm a Pac-12 football fan, you know? And, and again, I always also like to say I'm not like football in the big landscape, NFL, college isn't yep. even my number one sport. But when it comes to college football, like the Pac-12 is one of the better conferences in the land on the football field. And so, you know, to me, 
it's it is a shame that that we're in this situation and it isn't surprising that we're in this situation with who's leading who's driving the car who's you know piloting the plane like any kind of you know thing you want to use here like it's not surprising and i just i i i feel bad on one hand but i don't feel bad on another hand because we've been having this conversation for a decade bro like you could kind of see even in the Larry Scott days, the early days of Larry Scott, when the offices were in San Francisco and when you were paying exorbitant amount for rent and all these other, you know, like meaningless costs, like, you know, costs that were unnecessary, you always knew that this was going to come back to bite the conference in the ass. And it seems like everyone's gotten on board this narrative now. You know, once that Comcast news came out that said, hey, the Pac-12 owes them $50 million. And yeah, they knew that they were, you know, being paid too much and they didn't say anything about it until an audit was done. Like, you knew that the Pac-12 wasn't healthy before, but that kind of got, I feel like, everybody on board with this concept. So to me, the question really isn't, hey, you know, how are they going to survive? The question is if they're going to survive. Because I maintain it is a big if, man. Nothing, nothing is set in stone. And that's, you know, when I look at, like, what Brett Yormark is doing, like, what the, the ACC is rumored to be doing in a few years, like, what's going to happen when the other conferences start moving and the other conferences start trying to get better TV deals? The Pac-12 can't even get a TV deal. So that's why I say long-term, I just don't see how this conference survives. It's just, I just don't. Well, I mean, I, I think it is. I I don't I don't know how you answer that question. What does survival look like? Because it's going to come down to dollars and cents in where their tier one ends up. I just I can't believe that here we are. I mean, essentially a year into this process, and you have made no progress on a TV deal. You have made no progress on the financials of a TV deal. That's the. <laughs> That's the thing that is so shocking to me is you have made no progress at all putting yourself in a more solid position to 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 survive. I I I checking in with the people that I talk to in this situation regularly, nobody has has told me not once in the last 6 weeks that the Pac-12 and this goes back to really early December, now like 10 weeks Nobody has ever said that they're over $25 million a, a year per school. And if they add San Diego State, that might move the needle financially. But ESPN's got to take their tier one rights because they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. Where else do you go there? You, you, I mean, you, you quite literally cannot go to NBC because they have this Big Ten After Dark program now. CBS doesn't have the inventory. ABC and ESPN have told you that they're they're likely not interested in taking your tier one. You won't go to Amazon. And it doesn't, by the way, it doesn't sound to me that Amazon's all that excited to have tier one Pac-12, which means all of the Pac-12 programming. No, no, no. It doesn't sound like they're that excited about that. I just don't know what this TV deal is going to look like. Yeah. I have no idea. And again, I will just say, I think your best opportunity here is still YouTube TV. Mm -hmm. I think something with Google, I think something with YouTube TV. Now, YouTube CEO stepped down, which is a, 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 a real ball breaker at this point because that pretty much means the wheels of enterprise stop there until they replace her. But YouTube and YouTube TV, in my opinion, is exactly what the Pac-12 needed. It's everywhere. It's everybody. 
But for whatever reason, that just hasn't happened. And you're stuck with, as we've reported again, back to the fall, you're stuck with ESPN and Amazon. And now it's starting to sound like nobody's that hot to trot to get tier one Pac-12 rights to pay for them. Yeah. I, I, and so, again, I just say, I don't know what you do here. Yeah, and I think, you know, from a sales perspective, you know, if you go inside the mind of a salesman, like, you obviously want to have leverage when you're trying to sell somebody on a product. And I look at Amazon, and to me, it makes perfect sense why you would want to be one day a week. Because then you can say to these different advertisers in whatever region that game's going to be in, hey, we have this many people who are going to watch. They're going to be in these areas. It's going to be from this window to this window. Like, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Instead of having to say, well, we have, like, 15 games, and we've got all this inventory, and where do you want to be? Like, it just simplifies it. That's the greatness. Thursday Night Football for Amazon. It's just streamlined straightforward works perfectly and that's why i think also i think amazon likes to do things it's comfortable with in a sense like amazon obviously innovates a lot but they innovate within reason meaning that they're not just going to throw something on the wall and see if that works there's a plan there's a process there's an equation that hopefully would add up and that's also why i think the one day a week thing is real yeah i think it's fascinating i think it's going to be very interesting to see exactly what and how this all plays out uh, also fascinating is that Bucked Up Energy is the official energy drink of the Monty Show in the description below, right here on YouTube. And a ton of people have taken advantage of it. So in the comments, if you have, please let them know. Bucked Up is giving you free samples and a free shaker cup. All you have to do is click the link below, uh, fill out your information. It'll be at your house in a day or two. Their shipping has been remarkable. Now, of course, you can always go to buckedup.com and use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. You can go to any of their Utah locations for Bucked Up Energy. They have all these great Bucked Up stores. I go to South Jordan. I live five minutes from there, right in the same parking lot as Walmart. But you can go to any of their stores across the Wasatch Front in the great state of Utah, including all of our friends down in St. George. Go in, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. They're going to hand you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. I'm telling you that the Mango Tango and the Miami are the two best flavors. Hell yeah. Without a doubt. And... Thanks. You know what I like about it? It's it's not uneven. I get the kick that I need mm -hmm. to get me through the, the the slow parts of my day. You know that feeling when you have been sitting at your desk or you're tired or you just had lunch, bucked up is going to take care of that. But their energy stuff, their workout stuff, I, I'm using their BCAs. The peach ring flavor BCAs are outstanding. I, I love them. They taste like the sour peach ring candy. Outstanding. Get free samples of all of it. Uh, by clicking the link in the description below. Uh, if you want to buy, go to buckedup.com and use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase or get the free sampler uh, by clicking the link in the description below. You get three free samples and a free bucked up shaker cup. Dude, I'm telling you, the shaker cup's next level as well. If you're going to go into a, a Utah bucked up store, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. All right, let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, where are you guys at on Pac-12? Uh, first one in today, our guy Mike Chase. What's up? Mike, good to see you. Uh, Mr. Preston says, happy Monday, brothers. Hope you had uh, your, hope your weekend was amazing. Hope your B-Day was awesome. Everything you wanted and more, let's go. My birthday was amazing. 
Um, good snowboarding, good food. Went up to Pinecone Ridge. Yes. Uh, on Saturday night up in uh, Park City. Outstanding. Lovely. Bone on ribeye. It was awesome. I'm telling you. Jake had the chicken a la queen. It Bomb. was it was unbelievable. Yep. Hook it up. I, I They don't advertise on the show, but I'm telling you, a great restaurant. Amazing, dude. You know. Uh, Day Old Donuts says, everyone here is going to want to hear Monty's opinion, but he will start with jazz and NBA all-star stuff that no one wants to hear about. Well, you look okay. silly. All right. <laughs> See you next time. Uh, C. Nielsen says, skip the NBA. Let's talk BYU in the Big 12. Okay, okay. So I have a question. I, I just, quick question. So the thumbnail is a Pac-12 thumbnail. Right? It is. Like, it's not an NBA thumbnail. Yet you all are in here saying, skip the NBA, skip the NBA. We don't care about the NBA. Screw Carl Malone. Talk football. Isn't that what we're doing? Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what more you could want us to do. <laughs> um, let's see. West Virginia guy says, bye-bye, Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, afternoon, everybody. You see, you guys see Kaner with a hatty last night? Oh, I yeah. did. Oh, yeah. How about that corner shot? Buddy knows how to play the game, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Rick Forrester says, Pac-12 on life support. Mm-hmm. C. Coppin says, good eye, Mike. Good eye. Uh, <laughs> Zachary uh, Hardy says, how much longer until the next realignment dominoes fall? It's really interesting you ask that because I I don't know how much longer the Big Ten can wait because, and a lot of this is dependent on what happens with, you know, like what's what's Washington and Oregon going to do? I think that's a huge question. Mm -hmm. And I'll be interested to see exactly how all that falls out. Now, they're looking for a new commissioner in the the Big Ten. Uh, Obviously, Kevin Warren's going to be the president of the Chicago Bears. They're going to have to bring in a new commissioner. How long does that take? Do they know who that's going to be? Right. Uh, are they? Do they have an appetite to expand again? Because I think that's the natural out if you are Oregon and Washington. And I think Oregon's the most, I don't know what, attractive brand in the Pac-12. Uh, I don't happen to be a believer that says, or you know, Washington all of a sudden is this amazing brand that, you know, you got to have in your conference. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I think it's Oregon and Phil Knight's Nike money. And I, I, you know, I, I think if you want academics, obviously Stanford and Cal. Uh, but from a sports perspective, I would tell you Oregon, number one, Washington, number two, uh, as far as products in the, in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when all of this process is playing out, you got to understand that those are conversations that are happening too. Like, if you think that Oregon and Phil Knight and his Nike money aren't talking to the Big Ten in some capacity. Again, the Big Ten's looking for a commissioner, but it, there's somebody currently running the Big Ten. Like, there has to be. And whoever that person is, is definitely talking to Phil Knight and is definitely talking to Washington and is definitely talking to any school that is interested in joining the conference. And I think that, you know, I look at this conversation and this moment in time, and, and, and I'm telling you guys, like, there is, you know, whether you want to call it scheming or negotiating or whatever the hell you want to label it, it's happening. And and I would agree that Big Ten expansion is sort of the natural, feel-nice, you know, uh, way to go about it. But you got to remember, if that's the play that Oregon and Washington want to go with, especially if they want to do that as a team, if you will, 
that means that they're not going to sit here and sign a, a seven-year grant of rights. They're yeah. not doing that. And and that's the hard part if you're George Klyovkov. Yeah, I would agree. Make sure you hit the like button while we're sitting here chatting up uh, on the Pac-12. Give us a thumbs up. That really helps the channel grow. Um, let's see. West Virginia guy says Pac-12 equals Big East tooting. It doesn't. That I think that's one of the most ridiculous analogies. I just... The Pac-12... For everybody who says the Pac-12 is on its deathbed, I don't necessarily know that that's true in the next five years. George Klyovkov is not the guy to lead you to the promised land. I would agree with that. I don't believe that you can say that the Pac-12 is just like the Big East who obviously dissolved right. um, in football. I, I don't think you can say that. I think obviously there are similarities. I think you're talking about some of the most prestigious brands in college athletics. So before we start trying to just dump crap all over the Pac-12, you might want to look at that a little closer, in my opinion. Well, anyways. I also think uh, 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 this thing about the Mountain West kind of being ready to strike or sort of being hiding and waiting, wait, like waiting for the opportunity. Like, I think that's true as well. And, and yeah, I, it's hard to say you know, how long it's going to be before the Pac-12 is no longer in existence. I don't think that's, you know... In two years, I could kind of see five years, depending on this TV deal, because people are going to suffer if it's like twenty-eight or thirty million dollars a year. Those schools are going to suffer, man, and and you can't stay afloat on twenty-eight to thirty million a year. That's just not possible. Yep. And Morris says, "Update: Nothing's changed. Completely wrong. I think the I think the last week things have significantly changed. At least the information flow has significantly changed. I think when you're looking at a situation where you um, you know, where you now know that San Diego State is telling people that they're, they've are they been invited and they will join here shortly. I think that's a significant change. When you know that, you know, Amazon and ESPN are talking about different alternatives. And again, uh, good afternoon. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Pac-12 um, and the fact that television industry sources are telling us the Pac-12 and Amazon have had conversations about a game of the week during a weeknight, either Wednesday or Friday. Um, which the Pac-12 doesn't love that Friday night game, which I don't know that it's any different than playing it on Wednesday, but that could just be me. Um, but they've talked about a game of the week a la Thursday night football, which obviously you know that Amazon has now. And I think if you're if you're the Pac-12, that makes a lot of sense. It gives you weeknight exclusivity on a pretty incredible platform like Amazon Prime Sports. The question will always be, how many people are going to assimilate themselves to streaming? And I think if if the NFL told us anything, a good number of people will do it. If there is a if there is a game on and people know it's on Amazon Prime Video, Prime Sports, they're going to go to Amazon Prime Sports to get it. So I think it's simply a matter of time. Now, are they going to go and get, you know, I, I you know your two low teams on the total? Are they going to go get Stanford football versus Cal again? Cal or <laughs> not on a Wednesday or a Friday night? They're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, now Stanford and Cal are a natural rivalry. You'll probably draw a million on that. But again, with all due respect, would, is somebody going to go and watch Oregon State and Cal play football on Friday night? They're probably not. <laughs> They're not going to the stadium yeah. to watch that game, let alone to Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Like, I, I just, I think that's the biggest question. I think that's what Washington's worried about uh, because the other update we have is, again, that we confirm and I don't know why I keep rolling left, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> um, we've also confirmed that Oregon and Washington remain the two voices that are against tier one streaming. And 
if you're if you're Amazon Prime Sports, are you willing to pay for you know secondary games to be played on a Wednesday night? I'm probably not. Yeah, I am probably not. Yeah, it's a little rough. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, that's just me, but. I think that this is going to be a very interesting couple of weeks because I don't think it's going to be long before we get an answer on all this. I truly don't. Uh, Skins Rule says snobby Pac-12 schools won't vote to accept San Diego State or SMU. George Klyavkov's not extending invitations without prior consent. Yeah. So George Klyavkov works for himself? No. He works for the presidents of the Pac-12. Yeah. And I think that SMU is going to be an interesting one. I think San Diego State is a no-brainer, a slam dunk. Because the Pac-12 knows it does not have representation in Southern California. And they're, viability-wise, they're, when you are a West Coast conference, you have to have Southern California representation. You mm-hmm. just do. And if you get beat to San Diego State by the Big 12, I, I, that would be a huge, huge, no, huge swing and a miss. It's unacceptable. You can't do yeah. it. I mean, you just, it's not, it just can't be a reality. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what you do with that. Billy Moton, uh, I see the corner schools and maybe Washington and Oregon going to the Big 12 with San Diego State and Gonzaga uh, in the Big 12 as well. I, I just think that we should. We should be, we should not be in, how, how do I say, enthusiastic. I think we should not be excited to see teams leaving the, the Pac-12 because I don't think, I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Yeah. I, I mean, could be wrong, but I don't think it's happening anytime soon. Yeah. I, I, again, I think it just goes back to this balance that we have to, or that I say we, that these schools have to find. Like, again, you have to understand that, you know, Oregon and Washington, and again, you know, I, I want to throw Utah in there, but but you know, Oregon and Washington are the two schools right now that everyone's talking about that you know have the power and hold the water or whatever in this conference. And in and to me, it's just kind of a it's just kind of a shame. But the reality of the situation is they got to find that balance of hey, Georgie Poo wants us to sign this grant of rights. Hey. The Big Ten doesn't have a commissioner, but that's a conference we want to go to. Hey, I'm Utah, Colorado, Arizona, ASU. I want to go chill with Brett Yormark. Like, these schools know what they want to do, but they also know that they're waiting for this grant of rights proposal. They're waiting for these things to kind of start following. So, you know, we're getting questions on the showgram about, hey, like, when is the next expansion domino going to fall? Yeah, it's probably San Diego State and SMU. More San Diego State than SMU, but... To me, I think there's this bigger picture thing at play, and that's really what's new in this situation. It's no longer just, hey, is the Pac-12 going to survive? It's like, all right, they've. it sounds like we're making progress on San Diego State, which would kind of allude to SMU kind of being in that picture because those two have been linked. But other than that, there's not real confidence that that even gets you $30 million out of like Amazon and ESPN and these different outlets, and that's the struggle. Are you hearing that? that yes. That, what is that? I don't know. There is like a loud something or other from something. I don't even know what it is, but it's, it, it is annoying. <laughs> Sometimes, so we're, we're doing our show live at the Maverick Center. And does it sound like it's outside? Like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, there are just weird noises in this building sometimes. And I maintain that it's because it, it's, not, it's not headphones. No, it's, it's definitely external. I don't know. Uh, it's weird, man. You know, it, it's two two minutes on this. Don't want to get all sidetracked, but two minutes on it. There, this building, 
is older. It's been around for a while, and there are some noises you hear. And, and I'm not saying it's haunted. I'm not saying that something's around. Oh, I absolutely believe this building. So yeah, the fourth to floor at four in the morning is a little sketch. I'm Dude. not going to lie to you. But, Dude. you know, I, I I don't know if that's downstairs or, or what. I know for a fact that... Um, so we're in the grand lobby of the Maverick Center. And if you've ever been in the Maverick Center, and you walk through that glass front on the building, and now it's gone. And there it just ended. Yeah, see what I mean? So I think that's probably something that was down in the lower bowl that kind of echoes up. Like the the sound in this building definitely travels. But so like, do you hear, but the odd thing is we've had like audio issues intermittently all show long. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but I've had like odd noises in my headphones and now all of a sudden it's all just fixed. And I don't know how you explain it. And I had taken my headphones off. Yeah, and it's much less now. It's yeah. weird. Hey, it is what it is, man. Yeah, Brent Burnett says haunted for sure. He also believes that's the sound of a Chinese balloon outside. Okay. Mr. Nutterbutter. Okay, Mr. Nutterbutter, appreciate that. Uh, I just got on here, so I don't know what y'all been talking about. Um, okay. That's that's What's cool. Up, Maybe man? just chill for a minute and and catch up. We'll get to basketball. You know, we'll get to basketball. Rick Forrester says uh, San Diego State does not bring more money to the Big Twelve. No reason to add them. You really believe that? You wow. you no, no. Hold on. You really believe that San Diego State is worthless to the Big Twelve? If you truly believe <laughs> that, I would just ask you to turn the show off now and leave. <clears throat> that's one of the <laughs> and, and, and honestly. Honestly, I, 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 am not even, I am not even kidding. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, man, but that's one of the most uneducated takes I've ever heard. Why do you say that? Because you, you don't understand how San Diego State... There and it is again. Dude, it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's that's down, in the building. It's down in the building. Yeah, it's I'm, in I'm the building. You, that Ooh, goes up here, bro. That's, that's weird, weird, bro. Uh, anyway, the point is, if you don't understand the value of... San Diego State, because there's zero representation for the Pac-12 south of Palo Alto, California. I mean, you understand that. South um, of Berkeley, south of Cal and Stanford, there's nobody in the, in the Pac-12. Um, so you don't think the Big 12 adding San Diego State and removing them as a possibility for the Pac-12. There's no value in that. You know. Come on, dude. Like... This is the problem when we get in with this stuff, and I hate it. You guys just want to be jerks. You guys just want to be a-holes and, oh, the Pac-12's dead. And Stop. Can we, can we not do what everybody does on Twitter? Can we just have you know, an intelligent discussion? And I know that's asking a lot in, in, in sports talk, right? Stay hard. Yeah, well, I, seriously. <laughs> can we not just have an intelligent discussion without, oh, the Pac-12 sucks. Oh, the Big 12's a bunch of hillbillies. There's no value in San Diego State. Like, get the... F yeah, that's stupid. Bro, seriously, go buy more chewing tobacco or something. Like, go do you. Come on, bro. That, that makes Come absolutely on, no sense. <coughs> okay, I feel better now. Do you? No, not really. Okay. But I just, you know. Yeah. You know. Next comment. I don't know. Uh, Kyle J says, Utah will win the Big 12 title before BYU. Stay hard. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, like almost <laughs> as if on cue. Oh, uh, man, dude. Curtis D316. 
Big 12 could add Amazon on top of Fox and ESPN if they get the four corner schools with Washington and Oregon. No, that's not. I'm telling you, that's not happening, dude. Washington and Oregon aren't interested in that. It it would take. You would have to move heaven and earth. The landscape of college athletics would have to change significantly in my like they would have to have no other options Oregon and Washington would have to have no other options but to join the Big 12 and I'll even go this far as to say I don't believe that there is a Pac-12 school that wants to join the Big 12 Mm mm-hmm I think if it if it is simply the only place we have to go because the Big Ten and the SEC and the AAC and the ACLU, um, you know, I mean everybody else, AARP, mm-hmm. um, right? You know, right. P- PETA, yeah, PETA. Um, I mean, and ev- his name is John C. WWE, good good poll. I mean, everybody you can think of that has like letters in their name, like Big 12. Right. I mean, everybody. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood, like, you know, the NHL. Oregon's going Oregon's going to the NHL before they're going to the Big 12. Yeah, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just telling you. If there's, I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. There's not a lot of appetites to for the for the, the Big 12 schools to join. They, they just... The XFL. There it is. See? Okay, nobody's going to the XFL instead of the Big 12. What? There's no appetite for the Pac-12 schools, in my opinion, to go and join the Big 12. I, and we've talked about this in the past. It may be the right thing to do to merge the Pac-12 and the Big 12. The egos will, in the room will never let it happen. I was told point blank that ESPN and Fox broached the subject in television contract negotiations. And without asking, asked for the Pac-12 and the Big 12 to merge. Mm-hmm. And it was a an absolute non-starter. It's not going to take place here. So I think we had that back in July or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's been talked about, and it's not happening. Yeah. The egos, it, it's going to be a thing where it, it let's pretend that the Pac-12 dies a slow death. And Brett Yormark's just going to be there Clicking off schools, I think, <laughs> right? That's what I think is going to happen. Because do you understand the depth of George Klyovkov's stupidity? Do you understand how deep and stupid he is? Let's consult the douche meter. This is a guy who thought hiring Deion Sanders would make ESPN pay the Pac-12 more money. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, he's not a good businessman. He's not a good negotiator. And he's not a leader. He's not a unifier. That's why all the clowns are running the circus, dude. Seriously. And he's just kind of, he's like, the best analogy I've ever heard is he's a ping pong ball. And he's just getting, he's just getting batted around back and forth. You know, like that's who George Klyovkov is, man. He's not a leader. He's got no balls. He's got no spine. He does calculations on the back of an envelope to try and screw UCLA. Like, um, instead of funding research and, and analysis and forensic accounting to show, like, actual, I don't know, statistics and facts. Hell no. To show that UCLA shouldn't leave the conference. No, he did. He, in his own words, went on the suck-ass podcast. I mean, the Wilner Gonzano <laughs> podcast 
who all they do is shove their nose up his orifice and said, well, you know, UCLA is going to kill their students and, you know, I'm, you know, amazing. Do you want to set up the meeting? That's who we're dealing with. Yeah. But I can tell you point blank, nobody wants to leave the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12. They may, they may, and you may have to lasso them by the neck, but they're not going to go willingly. Yeah. Or they would have gone already. 100%. Because once USC and UCLA went, dude, I, I, they're like, <laughs> I think they're playing music. I'm telling you, right dude, I, th- I think this, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, point is when you want the very, very best in car washes, you go to quick quack car wash, quick quack car wash. Um, brings you all of our biggest stories, the NBA, the Utah Jazz, you name it. Quick Quack Car Wash knocks it down. And listen, we want to give you 50% off of a car wash at Quick Quack, man. Here's the QR code. Bros, can you hear that? Like now there is a hockey organ playing in the arena. Nobody's here. You guys. Nobody. The building is empty. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody here. Anyway, the point you know, um, <laughs> this is the QR code. Please scan it, man. Scan it and get yourself 50% off a car wash at any Quick Quack car wash. Um, obviously, you guys know that they are the car wash of choice here on the Monty program. The Monty program. Um, you know that we, we love those guys. They mm-hmm. take great care of us. I bring my car there all the time. Uh, I was just there over the weekend, um, and the car comes out looking great. And every time it snows again, a huge storm is coming in tomorrow to and Wednesday. In the valley, baby. Let's go, baby. Eight to twelve inches. Now, again, you know that if you have a wash pass at Quick Quack Car Wash, you can go as much as you want. But this QR code right here on the screen yeah. that we're that we're talking about uh, o- yeah, over here. Thing, hey, uh, this, this thing big right here. Thing open stuff. your open your camera on your phone. And if you're watching on the phone, take a screenshot, have your wife or have your brother or your mom or your friend. Open up the website. It's also, by the way, in the description below, um, you can get a 50% off car wash at Quick Quack Car Wash. You just tell them, hey, saw you guys on the Monty Show. You fill out a little form. They bring you, you know, it brings you the coupon. Bada boom, bada ping. Dude, you're getting their best car wash for 10 bucks. It's pretty damn good, dude. It's a great deal at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, coming up in about eight minutes. Why is Derek Carr visiting the New York Jets? Facial recognition. We were not going to do football at 50. And then everybody's like, well, dude, what about football story? Okay, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. You guys speak. We listen. You know, (laughs) eight minutes from now, Amber Spencer, world's greatest graphic designer, says, oh, the ghost is stepping their game up. Dude. Yeah, dude. You're not kidding. You are not kidding. Playing tones and what stuff. Let me tell you what now. J Rod uh, says you guys need to call a priest ASAP for an uh, for an exorcism, probably. In God's name, image, you know. and likeness. CK says or call the Ghostbusters. You, you know. Uh, A says put the GoPros on. Uh, put the GoPros and find that noise. Dude, seriously, we man. Should. And, and and we've left GoPros running overnight before to do time lapses of the building and like. Do some stuff for videos. You catch those little blinking lights. They are uh, probes 
orbs, energies. We've seen some things on video, folks. Which is, you know, you just kind of weird. Uh, let's uh, go Stoops, Stoopsified. See what it, that's Bob Stoopsified. Right, that's a Bob Stoops reference. It's just Stoops, he's Oklahoma. Stay home! It's like, yeah, say Stoops, <laughs> you know. Dude, that's David Goggins. That's Rob. Stay hard. Stay hard. It's Stay gonna, hard. It's going to live forever. <laughs> SEC isn't adding anybody four years. Totally agree. Yeah. The SEC is not going to add anybody for a long time because they have no need now. Yeah. They have no need now. And it is, it is remarkable to me that we're sitting here in a situation where I don't think there's an easy route. If you're a Pac-12 member, I don't think there's an easy route. I, I, I truly don't. I think you're in a situation where you just you're going to have to ride out and hope for the best mm -hmm. because I think you are on the precipice of disaster. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, "Have you guys picked the winner for the 11K sub jazz giveaway yet? Coming because now we're at 12,000 subs. Better send those refunds. So you know uh, we will um, probably in March pick that winner. Uh, no hurry, but we. I mean, we. I guess we can. Yeah, we can, but you know." We've got things happening, dude. Yeah. We're focused on the birthday bash. Will you stop distracting us? Yeah, by the way, uh, I don't know how many people saw the Big 5-0 birthday bash uh, is absolutely coming up. Uh, March 10th right here at Maverick Center. Look at who we got. Yeah. Look at who we got. Max, Julie, and Brant Keithy. Um, oh. Wow, dude. I am a casual, admittedly. I just <laughs> knocked over like my entire can of bucked up. What are you doing, casual? My bad. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Brant Keithy and Max Tooley are coming um, to the uh, Maverick Center to celebrate my 50th birthday. We're having a big party um, that may or may not result in this this piece of equipment shorting out. Yeah, I mean, bucked up energy might have just shorted the equipment and stuff, you know? Or hopefully it works better. Uh, but the point is, uh, the Big 5-0 birthday bash is coming. Um, and we want you guys to join us. Now, if you're a member of the program already, you guys know that you're in already. No problem. It's done. Um, but if you want to get in, all you have to do is go click the link for the free samples below. And if you order the free samples and then DM Jake. Yeah, DM me. SLC Jake. SLC Jake. Uh, on Instagram or Twitter. DM Jake. Show him proof that you guys got samples. You'll get in. You'll get to hang out on March 10th against the Kansas City Mavericks with Max Tooley from BYU, um, who's a good dude. That's that's our guy, Maximus. You know we talk about him all the time. Brand Keithy, the best tight end slash wide receiver in the country. Yeah. Brand Keithy coming back to Utah for another year. Um, he's coming to hang out. We are going to watch the game. We are going to eat phenomenal. I ordered the cake this weekend, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah. Uh, so, hey. All you have to do to get in March 10th right here at the Maverick Center, just go to the link, get the bucked up samples do with it. the free shaker, the free samples, the free shaker. DM Jake, you're in to see Brant Keithy and Max Tooley at the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash. By the way, if the show... Bro. You guys, I'm having There's a day. There's some wild shit going on right now. I'm having, like... I'm having a day. Bro, the plate fell off the bottom of your mouse. <laughs> What happened here, dude? You know, I, I, do you ever just feel like you're just having one of those days? Um, I even said to you, like we shoot what we call shorts, mm -hmm. and usually I'm one take Monty. You know, right? Like <laughs> Monty, I'm one take Monty, man. You like know, I just run through them, knock them all down. We'll you know. we'll do four or five shorts in ten minutes. Mm -hmm. 
Today, it took me like 20 minutes to do one short. Stay hard. <laughs> Thanks, Goggins. <laughs> like, seriously, I could not get it right. It was the most frustrating thing ever. And then, you know, you're, you're just trying to get through the day. You guys know this feeling, right? Like, you're, 100%, just, yeah. you're just trying to get through the day, and then you knocked over your energy drink onto a $2,000 piece of equipment sitting on your table. That you've never done that before, right? You've never done that before. But yeah. today, because today's the day of days. Yeah. Right, of course. You do that. Right, right. So, you know. All right, a couple more of your comments. We'll get to Jazz at the top of the hour. Uh, Amber Spencer says, uh, I just ordered my samples. What an awesome gift for your listeners. Let's go. Seriously. Let's go. Seriously. Uh, you ordered a cake from someone else, Friendship Over. Dude, you said you weren't baking. You said you weren't baking. Yeah, you know, you said, hey, I'm, I can't do it. Like, you know, eggs are too expensive or flowers like too much. Like you said you weren't baking. Whatever it is. Look, look, Amber Klyavkov. Don't give us bad information, <laughs> then get all pissed. So Amber Spencer is an amazing baktress. Like, she is unbelievable. Damn, is that is that a word, baktress? It is now. Okay. Uh, but she they is are. a she she's a great <laughs> cake baker, man. Like, you want anything you need baked. She is your macaroons, like you, you name it. She's the she's your go-to. Yeah. I said to her, "Hey, you know X Y Z." Like, and then she sent me a message about an egg post I put up. She's like, "That's why I'm not baking right now." And so I'm going to crisis lockdown mode here at the house. You tell me now. Damn. I ordered like a massive sheet cake that's going to have your graphics on it. A YouTube logo, like it's going to be amazing. I ordered for the Big Five O birthday bash. I ordered a huge cake. It's going to have cherries, strawberries. It's going to be vanilla cake with buttercream icing. It's going to have like double decker like ribbon on it. Like it's going to be amazing. I paid through the nose for it, but oh it's going to. Oh my gonna... god! Just like that! Oh, come on. Amber says, "For you, I will." Duh. Well, you didn't say that. I'm not special. I'm just. I, I think Amber just said cancel the order. She's going to take care of it. What do we think? Is that what Amber just said? You know, Can't we can talk about it. Amber says my my new handle, Baktress. Ha ha. There we go. Uh, Gabriel says, brah, now I want to buy a cake. Dude. Dude, do it. Do it. Go, I'm telling you, hook up with Amber. Oh, shit. This is a family oh. showroom, dude. Relax. Good God. Oh, my God. Program. I am Program. boiling hot. There are sounds in here, and I'm spilling drinks on the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, apparently, I'm making sexual references. Stay hard. <laughs> right? Like, oh, hook up with Amber. Stay hard. <laughs> it's not what I meant. Stay hard. Come on. <laughs> uh, Amber says, not baking for normal people, but come on, brah. Ha ha, I kid. Okay, good. <laughs> Amber's like a friend of mine, you know. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, any chance Jake will be doing Jackson Mahomes TikToks at the birthday bash? Well, you are single now. What's up, big bro? You know, could Riley, be. Riley, how was the RV convention, bro? Yeah, how was the RV show, Riley? Riley at uh, Robert Jensen's General RV. Been on the show Thursday and Friday. What's up? Uh, exploring with Ben and Sam. <laughs> Hello, Ben and Sam. Stay hard. Um, <laughs> you're ridiculous. You're going to wear that drop out, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah, am. Um, yeah. He says, Cyclone Steve. Oh, God. What did okay, Cyclone what did, Steve? What did Buddy say? Um, I don't know. There's a whole conversation between those two. Uh, Greg Romano says, Baktress sounds hot. 
I mean, I have to admit, like, you know. Amber, are you hot? Amber, are you a 425 kind of baker? Or are you more 350? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, what's your temperature and texture? Yeah. Um, Chris Hughes <laughs> says, is the goal to get four major conferences by 2026? I think it is. I think, if we're being honest, who runs college football? And his name is John C. Right? Like, if you My look bad. at... That's, that's not who runs college football. ESPN and ABC run college football. Yeah. And I think when you look at the fact that they put the most money into it, you look at what's going on in the in the TV landscape, like, I think the shot over the bow was, we don't care if the Pac-12 survives or not. And if we're, if we're being totally honest, if we're being totally honest, yeah. I think it is absolutely the truth that college football doesn't give a damn if the Pac-12 lives or dies. Doesn't care. Because they don't need the Pac-12. Yeah. If the Pac-12, and if we're being honest... Has the Pac-12 been relevant for the last 10 years? I mean, not to the point of Alabama relevant, not to Georgia relevant, not to even Clemson well, relevant. Well, ask yourself, when's the last time the Pac-12 had a seat at the college football championship table? Because it's garbage. Wa back to Washington, I guess, right? I, I mean, guess. that's the... I mean, Oregon got a little bit of a sniff, what, like two, three years ago, like... You've been here and there, but you haven't really. I mean, the, the you know maybe SC this coming season, their last season in the conference, like you know, it it would be apropos, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, Amber says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, yeah." Why do you have to sexify everything? I didn't sexify anything. Did too. You're the one that came up with Baktris. Well, Baktris is amazing. Oh, isn't it? I'm yeah, serious. It is. So Baktris yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I didn't come up with that. I must have heard it somewhere. Pac-12 needs to stand pat, sign the grant of rights, and ride the storm out, Adam Vulture says. I don't know, man. I think I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. If we're being totally honest, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer because you what I what here's what scares me about the Pac-12. There's no unity. There's no communication at the top. Yeah. There just isn't. So what do we get? We get like a bunch of like just spray paint thrown on a wall and we're hoping to, you know. ABC run, you know, like what? Yeah. That's what we get. Yeah. We don't get a commissioner, Brett Yormark, mm -hmm. with a bunch of presidents in the Big 12 going out to market earlier, decisively taking the leverage from their competitor. Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. That's what the Big 12 did. The problem is the Pac 12 hasn't had leadership since its inception. Yeah. Which is why, by the way, UCLA and USC walked out the door. And the other thing that I think is really important here is, what are you doing to keep UW and Oregon from doing the same thing? Nothing. I don't know. Washington. Well, I, don't, I don't think you're doing a whole dude, hell of a lot. Dude. Washington, Washington has as much leverage in this conference as anybody right now. Yeah. As much leverage as anybody yep. right now in this conference. Football 5010 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more when you use the promo code MONTY25. By the way, again, marinara meatballs. Do it. I, 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 you know, I'm just saying, tonight's, by the way, Monday home evening is tonight. Today's yeah. a holiday. Did you realize that? Yeah. It doesn't feel like a holiday to me. But hey, you want to celebrate? Get Papa Murphy's Pizza. Get the meatball marinara. Make sure you use the promo code Monty25 at checkout. By the way, the XFL is back and better than ever. Uh-huh. I really liked what I saw from the XFL this weekend. 
Um, I think the on-field mic stuff, massive. But I think what you're going to talk about right now, I think the XFL changed the game for fans access to what's happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I think, you know, Blandino on replay review was awesome. He's in the booth. You can see the screen he's playing with. You can see the angle. And what I really love that ESPN did with that is you have, it's a two box. So on the right-hand side, you had Blandino and basically this monitor in front of him. And it was touchscreen and he was moving the different camera angles and doing what he did to sort of evaluate the play and see what was going on. Every time you saw him drag a new camera angle into that like screen that he was working with, it would pop up on the left side of your screen. So you could see what he was talking about. In addition to that, you could you could hear what he was talking about. So you could see what he was doing, you could hear what he was saying. And I think that's the sort of transparency that an NFL fan would want. The particular play that I saw was a catch slash no catch uh, review. And it was cool to hear Blandino talking about, hey, we're gonna rule this, the call stands. Right? Not the calls confirmed or whatever that language is, just the call stands, meaning we're not going to be able to overturn this one. We don't have enough evidence, but it's not definitive that he actually caught it. So the plan, you know, the call on the field stands. So I just thought that that was awesome innovation out of the XFL. And I think the most important bit of it was that it was competitive, that it was actually decent football. I think the XFL of old was this, you know, wrestling football league that felt really trashy. This felt very professional. This felt very, you know, classy. Like, it just felt right. The lack of the WWE and Vince McMahon was lovely. It was just actually enjoyable football. Yeah. And again, Dean Blandino doing what Dean Blandino did, I thought was massive. I really, I I just thought it was huge. And I give the XFL all the credit in the world because I think they created a TV product that a lot of people can watch. Yeah. So, hey, I say if you haven't seen it, go pay attention to it, uh, which you won't do with Derek Carr if he signs with the Jets. Dude. What is Derek Carr doing? Derek Carr met with the New York Jets, and I hate it. And I am a Derek Carr, I I guess I'm a, I'm the resident Derek Carr apologist on the program. Right. Uh, I'm the only one here who seems to think that Derek Carr, you know, actually has ability and talent. I don't understand why Derek Carr went and met with the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand it. Like, you're a guy who is coming from uh, an organization that that has struggled, that hasn't lived up to expectations. So you're telling me it's a good idea to go to another organization that's been garbage? That's what you're telling me. You want to be in the middle of Zach Wilson's, you know, shortcomings. You want to be working with, you know, this coaching staff and these play like what why, dude? Why? You have other opportunities in the league that you can go and chase. Why like if you just visit them and it's a courtesy call, okay, I get it. But if it's anything more than that, I don't understand this. I would never sign with the Jets. And the thing that I'm curious about is If you are the people representing Derek Carr, do you understand that he is the best quarterback available, and that includes Aaron Rodgers? And I look at at Derek Carr, I look at his QBR under pressure, it is by far the best of the available free agents. His durability is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think his mobility is better than Aaron Rodgers. I think his throws under pressure. I think his throws in the clutch. I think he's a better player today than Aaron Rodgers is. And I get it. We can all die on this hill. 
But again, I look at this stat. QBR, while throwing under pressure, Derek Carr's at 53.4. And then everybody else, because Jimmy Garoppolo's at 34.2. Aaron Rodgers under pressure is 17.2. I said Derek, he's number one under pressure in QBR of the amazing. And by the way, by the way, of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, he's third in the NFL. QBR under pressure. Get out of here with this that Derek Carr can't play. He sucks. I'm telling you, the guy that can't play and you're going to overpay for is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The guy you're going to get a home run on with probably a bargain number is Derek Carr. Yeah. And if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's only one guy I want, and it's Derek Carr. Facts. So I'm with it. I'm with it, 100%. And I will fight you for this. I will die on this hill. I will fight you over this, my man. I will fight you to use the promo code MATI25 at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Gets you 25% off your purchase at $25 or more, and that includes the chicken artichoke. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. Right now, get the chicken bacon artichoke pizza with creamy garlic sauce on a thin, crispy crust for just $9.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. There you go. Use the promo code MATSE25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. A little breaking news. Out of the NBA, Patrick Beverly is nearing a deal with the Chicago Bulls. Wait, I'm sorry. I thought you said the Chicago Bulls were actually going to do something to improve their team. Well, this is um, this. The trade Wo- deadline Woj, hasn't passed yet, has it? Woj must have got this wrong. Yeah, the trade deadline's <laughs> like next year, right? Woj Come must on. have got this wrong. Uh, Patrick Beverly nearing a deal with Meyer and we, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. We'll keep you up to date on that. Um, let's see. Uh, exploring with Ben and Sam. Hello. Exploring with Ben and Sam on NPR radio. Uh, we will come to a paranormal investigation on your office studio. If it's uh, for free, if you want travel and all long as we can document it for our channel, seriously, we would do it. Hit us up. So you guys are ghost hunters. Is that right? Zach Bagans with Ben and Sam. Uh, is that what you guys do? That's kind of cool. I'm not even mocking you. I'm being serious. I'm into is it. That, is that, is By the that way, for real? And I'm a believer in ghosts. Yeah. I am a ghost story believer. Mrs. Monty is not. Jake is kind of on the fence when it's I, convenient. Um, <laughs> I am all in on the ghosts crawling up that boho. Like, I, I'm into it. Um, you know. Um, I'm a, I believe in Do people in the comments believe in ghosts? You know. Uh, Amber says that ghost has you frazzled. It did. That ghost came in here and knocked over my can and bucked up Miami, yeah. which is upsetting. I don't know, by the way, which which one's my favorite, bucked up Miami or Mango Tango. Mango Tango is. Mango Tango. I tried to go into South Jordan. They were sold out of Mango Tango. Yeah. So hook it up. Um, let's see. Andy H says, bro, with all due respect, having watched every one of his games, car folds under pressure since his leg injury. Well, I don't know how you explain the stat. Yeah, numbers don't lie, my guy. I'm a Derek Carr guy, dude. And, and I, you know, Andy, I'll show up with a razor and shave that beard. I don't care. I will fight you over Derek Carr. Stay hard. <laughs> and Andy is the resident Oakland, now we play in Las Vegas Raiders fan on the show. 
Hey, Andy, did you hear LeBron said the uh, the Kings are in Vegas? What did, what did you think of that, bro? Yeah. What did you think? By the way, by the way, yeah. by the way, I think it'll be interesting to see what the Oakland A's do. The Kings are in Las Vegas. LeBron made a mistake talking about how he wanted to own an NBA team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, how yeah. Vegas yes. was this great town. And he's like, yeah, and the Kings are in Vegas? And then the Kings absolutely trolled him on Twitter. Yeah, you know. It's what happens, hey, dude. Hey, dude, it's what happens. It is It is absolutely what happens. Um, is what it is. Let's go. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I do not believe in ghosts. Wow, that hurts. Uh, he says, my girlfriend does, though. <laughs> Sounds like you're partnering up with a hot woman. Yeah, is is the ghost of Monty Town here, whatever the hell his name is? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, like buttons, casual. Smash yeah, it. Let's go. Do it. Where are we we're at? over a uh, thousand views already on the program, and we're only at 65 likes. Come on, casual. Come on, let's go. Uh, Brent Burnett says, we are ghosts. Okay. okay I guess we all are. Uh, Kyle J says, I believe in ghosts and I believe in life after love. I don't think Jake does, though. <laughs> he believes in ghosts, like ghosts of uh, sex past, which, you know, is his, because, you know, but uh, I mean. Stay hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, she gone, he gone. And, you, and that's how I look at it. You know, uh, KM says, I'm a ghost. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, if Derek Carr goes to Chicago, Mont wouldn't be able to control himself. No, I would hate that. Because he's Derek Carr. <laughs> listen, Derek Carr is a guy who puts you over the top, in my opinion. And I think if he has actual offensive linemen not named Alex Leatherwood, it, you know, just bring Barrett Robbins back. The point is, that's an old Raider reference for those of you who don't know. But my, don't play intramurals, brother. You know, I'm just saying. The point is, if Derek Carr has a good offensive line, and he's got the package that Tampa has. Don't. If he has the... Stay hard! If he has the weapons <laughs> that the pack... That the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> if Derek Carr has the weapons that the Tampa Bay Bucks have, and if you have the running game and you have the commitment to the running game with that offensive line, it makes your quarterback that much better. He had none of that. Yeah. Although, I mean, obviously he had a good running back in, in Las Vegas, but I don't know, man. <clears throat> I, I, I'm a Derek Carr guy. You put him on a good team, and I think if the Oakland A's go to Las Vegas, that place is going to be lit. I, I do. I agree. Dale Donuts. Derek Carr can uh, out a team over the top for sure. Put a team over the top for sure. He throws pick sixes to the other team. Okay, okay. Next comment. Next comment. You're a hater. Next comment. Uh, any know how much Jazz saved on Westbrook's buyout? No idea. And we probably won't know. Yeah. Generally, the framework that those guys work in is, okay, you're going to go sign with the Clippers for X amount. We'll discount your $47 million by that amount. We owe you this much of your $47 million minus that amount. Okay, great. Have a good day. I mean, for this season, his entirety for his deal was, you know, 47 million and some change. So you figure halfway through the season, you know, you're probably 20 something. What is that? A, what is that a game? 47 million. Now we're going to do math on the show <clears throat> divided by 82 is 573,000. You have, you have 23 games left or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, let's call it 30 games divided by 30, you know, like, like you, 16 million. Yeah. So you're, you know, 
You're looking at you're owing him seventeen point seventeen two million. Yeah. Okay, minus X amount because you're going on the vet minimum. Okay, we'll pay you fifteen million dollars. Piss off. Like yeah. That's pretty much how that works. Yeah. So uh, Bob Holsey says they say you get more clumsy as you age. It's not nice, Bob. I I did turn. By 50. the way, look at Buddy's profile picture here. Like what? What? Do, like- That's a parrot. It looks like on his shoulder. But it's fine. The Monty uh, okay. Show is presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. I always tell you every day, another big snowstorm is coming tomorrow. I'm telling you guys, every time there's a snowstorm, and thankfully, knock on wood, it hasn't been us. We see people in these accidents because somebody runs a light or somebody's driving too fast. If you get hit because somebody's driving too fast or they're playing on their phone during a snowstorm, that's not your fault. You didn't deserve that accident. What you do deserve is somebody to fight for you, somebody to get you what you deserve, somebody to be your advocate, somebody who understands that, man, if you got in an accident and God forbid you're injured, that's one of the most difficult situations you're ever going to find yourself in. Maybe you can't work. How are you going to pay your bills? You've got all these medical bills mounting. Don't worry about it. Get to the advocates, theadvocates.com. They don't charge you any upfront costs, so no retainers, you know, no consultation fees. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Get to theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney 24-7-365 at theadvocates.com. All right, let's switch gears, talk a little Utah Jazz. We will get back to Big 12, Pac-12 coming up at uh, 5 o'clock in about 52 minutes. Was the Jazz All-Star Weekend a success? This is an interesting question because I think there is this situation where the Jazz have this perception versus reality. And I want to play this bite from Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. And I want to know what you guys think of this because I think this bite right here is incredibly damaging to the Utah Jazz. These people going to heaven up this way. Ain't nothing to do with this boring-ass city. Now it's boring? It's boring. Ain't nothing to do with this. I thought it was great. You just, it's a great city. No, great. you just hey, like, these people, oh, ladies, hey, this is great. I, I it's, a great it's a great city, but ain't nothing to do with it. These people all going to heaven. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never ate so much room service in my life. Can't smoke, can't drink. <laughs> these people going to heaven. <laughs> Where they going? They going to heaven. We'll give you one week. Oh, uh, I think that's incredibly damaging. Mm -hmm. I think it plays on stereotypes. And you know, the thing that really bothers me about that is I feel like in my heart of hearts, I feel like this is exactly what your broadcaster should not be doing to your host city. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, again, the same conversation we've had repeatedly about Charles Barkley specifically. Why is this guy still employed? And why is he making tens of millions of dollars a year to trash Salt Lake City? <clears throat> this is what I struggle with. Is anybody even going to say anything to him? And it's incredibly frustrating to me that I don't feel like anybody cares about this outside of Salt Lake City. And Ryan Smith joking about it today on Twitter. Ryan should be pissed that Shaq and Charles Barkley said that because I actually believe that's incredibly damaging because it perpetuates the myth that Salt Lake City is boring and it's white and it's, hey man, you know, you guys, you can't drink. Like you, you, I, and maybe somebody needs to inform me. You can't drink or smoke here. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm really worried. I had a drink on Saturday night for my birthday. I, am I going to jail now? Are the Mormons coming to, are they, are they coming to take me away? Like, like, you know, am I going to have, that's what this does. Yeah. It plays on the game. 
You can't smoke or drink here. The, what has that got to do with the price of tea in China, dude? Nothing. Mm -hmm. It Nothing. It has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that you didn't get outside of your little millionaire bubble and your nice little hotel suite and your limousine. And that's what this is. And in my opinion, it's complete BS and it's really frustrating to me. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm with you, man. I think that um, I'm, you know, a noted red ass when it comes to, to, you know, some of the things that Ryan Smith has done. But I also think I've supported Ryan Smith a lot in the way he's run the, the jazz and what he's done and how he's approached it. And I think he's done a pretty good and serviceable job overall. But I have to agree, I would be pissed. I think that Charles Barkley and Shaq, think that they run this thing. And yeah, they do. They, on some level, like they're commentators, everyone knows them, they're famous, somebody living in New York City knows Shaq, not Ryan Smith. You know what I mean? Like, they have that notoriety on their side, but I think that's not quite the point. And I think people are missing the point on this. The point isn't whether you can go out and have your whiskey in Salt Lake, or whether you can go out and have your martini with dinner. That's not the point. The point is, is that the, the 2023 NBA All-Star Game was at Vivint Arena in Salt Lake City. And you have two of the biggest names in NBA history talking trash about our city. And Ryan Smith is joking about it on Twitter, and that bothered me a little bit. I have to be honest, because because his his response was something along the lines of oh these guys live in Atlanta and they and they don't know our city are we really getting upset about this like that's that's what his response was and and my feeling is is like yeah I would be upset about this cuz the point isn't whether or not it's true about our city obviously it's not but that's not the point the point is is that Shaq and Charles Barkley are ambassadors of NBA basketball they're obviously legends and as a broadcaster, it's not just your job to put on your nice $1,000 loafers and your 15-piece suit and show up to the game and call a game. That's not the point. The point is to show up and do right by the host city and to respect the host city. Last time I checked, I didn't hear this about any of the prior cities. I didn't hear any jokes about whether you could drink or you ate the most room service in your life. It's not my problem that you don't know where to go and hike. And there is the Ryan Smith tweet. He said, come on, you don't actually believe these guys. Charles lives in a hotel in Atlanta and orders room service three meals a day. Hey, that's cool, man, that he lives in Atlanta and he orders room service. The problem is he's black. He is a well-respected voice in the black community, and he's a well-respected voice in the NBA. And if an NBA free agent sees that, do you really think they're going to be like, oh, that's not true. Charles lives in a hotel and orders room service three times a day. Know what they're going to say is, well, yeah, it's boring. That's why I'm not going to play there. Thanks. That's what they're going to say, Ryan Smith. And the thing that bothers me so much is I actually don't think it's boring. I've lived across this country. I chose to live here. I lived here, moved to Arizona, and moved back because I missed it so much. I know it's not boring. But is it? Is it Buckhead, Georgia? It's not. Is it strip clubs in nightlife? It's not. Are there hookers on every corner, which Charles Barkley has frequented? No, it's not. Is it boring in that respect? Okay, sure, it's boring in that respect. But then again, I'm not the guy that is out soliciting hookers like Charles Barkley. And I'm not apologetic that I said it. You want to sling mud? We can sling mud. I'm not the guy 
that is going to sit here and let somebody smear our city and do nothing about it. And I may not be the millionaire owner of the, the Utah Jazz, but damn it, I love this town. Mm-hmm. And I love this state. And I think this is Bush League. And I, I think the problem is Ryan Smith is the owner of the Utah Jazz and he's making light of it on Twitter instead of going to Turner and instead of going to the NBA and saying, hey, this isn't what we paid for for the All-Star game. Thanks. And, and the problem is now you, you can't unwind the watch. I don't care if Charles Barkley and Shaq apologize for it. It doesn't matter. A, they won't. And B, what good's it going to do? Yeah. But if you're Ryan Smith, you better be pissed as hell about this, and you better let people know you're pissed as hell about it. Well, and, and it's the, for me anyway, like, you know, this tweet is the same thing as Shaq and Charles. Even if Ryan were to go to Turner now, are you genuinely upset? Or are you just going because you got some heat? You know what I mean? And, and that's and, and that's my thing here. And, and I'm always really, really intentional because I know who listens to this show. We have some people who listen to this show, uh, and, and I want to be really intentional about what I say. I'm not on a mission to trash Ryan Smith, but this upsets me. This isn't about the Utah Jazz. This isn't necessarily about some player or, or fooling around with Russell Westbrook or whatever. This isn't really even about basketball. I live in this town, bro. I, like I drive these streets. I am out here like like every day just like you are. And it surprises me that a guy of your stature with your resources and your relationships in the position that you're in, you're not upset about this. Clearly, you think that this is just no big deal that that they're just kind of joking around and you know, they're from Atlanta. They live in hotels. Like you guys really going to believe them? It's not about Utahns believing them, guy. Is do you not get that? The point is not that Utahns believe them or don't believe them the that point doesn't is, matter almost the point is is that new yorkers believe them the point is is that atlians believe them that that socal folks believe them that the bay area believes them that denver folks believe them that phoenicians where kevin durant plays basketball not salt lake phoenix where kevin durant plays basketball they believe them yeah so I'm telling Ryan Smith right now, he needs to get the hell on board with this idea because it's really bothersome, man. And, and it's damaging. I, I mean, we can sit here and we can storytell and we can spin and, oh, it's just Chuck being Chuck and you know Shaq. Shaq did a fool and damaging the Utah Jazz. So let me get this right. This all happened in the same year. You traded Donovan Mitchell on his way out. What did he do? He did interviews. He talked about his experience in Salt Lake. He talked to different players. He has relationships. Talked about how he wasn't a big fan of the police in Salt Lake City and the politics. And it was a very white city. And he didn't see a lot of people who looked like him in the stands. Agree or disagree, he said that. I'm not here to have a discussion about what you believe or don't believe. If you're watching this show right now, I'm having a discussion about the perception of our city. And I'm telling you that Donovan Mitchell saying what he said, I don't have a problem with what he said because that's his experience. I respect the man, right? But what I'm telling you is that that was incredibly damaging to to the way people view this city after the BYU volleyball incident happened. So let me get this right. Let's keep winding the clocks back. We've got the BYU volleyball incident that made us look like a racist-ass state. Then we've got Donovan Mitchell saying what he said. Now I've got Chuck and Shaq sitting at the desk on the court at the broadcast table making a joke about how they've never had more room service in their life. And I'm supposed to just be okay with this? And then I see Ryan Smith on Twitter doing what he did today? And I'm supposed to just laugh this off and be like, oh, yeah, well, they were just joking, yeah. No, I'm not. And by After the, you like, paid hundreds of millions of dollars, essentially, to get the NBA All-Star game, your broadcast partner... The biggest personality at TNT 
ripped your city. Like that's, that's what sucks. And I agree with you. I think it's on top of Don. It's on top of South Carolina basketball. By the way, the number one basketball team in the country on the women's side refusing to play in Provo. That's on top of Duke basketball. That's on top of Russell Westbrook. Because don't forget the whole narrative about Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but, like, but we want to talk to him about whether he wants a buyout or not. It's, it's just really frustrating to me that this happened. Because I actually thought the event was fantastic. I thought Mac McClung put on a show. Dude. I thought the three-point contest was absolutely unbelievable. I, I loved every second of it. Thanks. And then this happened. And it instantly turned me off, dude. It instantly turned me off the mm -hmm. second I heard it. Mm -hmm. And I just, man, like Chris Brickley had an amazing event at the Maverick Center with Bose. Um, you know, where he had Richard Jefferson and they played a private two-on-two -two tournament. Um, in front of invited guests. Like, it was an amazing event. Like, yeah. everything was great for the most part. And then this happened. Yeah, it just, it's really, it hurts my heart for Utah because I think we, we just, we just deserve better, man. And, and I don't want to belabor the point, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Brady Cook, who's a member of the program, uh, says, I think the Jazz did well, and Shaq and Charles' opinion doesn't matter. Oh, contraire, yeah, mon frere. I, I, I think with all I due wish respect, it didn't matter. I, with all due respect, you're uninformed then if you think it doesn't matter because they're two of the biggest names in television, and and nationally, people are going to believe their word but over it, it, it's someone It's not here. even that they're big names in television. They are black cultural icons in the NBA, and you're in a position now where you just bought out Russell Westbrook you're going to have 69 to $72 million in cap space. And you're not going to get a free agent for that money. That's the problem. It, 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 you can, and Brady, with all due respect, it, 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 it's just, I think it's inaccurate to say it doesn't matter. With all due respect. You know. Uh, Brandon Butler, also a member of the program, says, what? Shaq and Charles being classless? Water's wet and the sky is up. That's I don't exactly disagree right. with that. I don't, I don't. I don't disagree with that take at all. And and the thing is, is I'm not going to get upset about them being classless until it starts being about Salt Lake, you know? And again, this wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be talking about this if this was just on like NBA on TNT and this was on some random, you know, Thursday night or whatever. And they were talking about, like, I, I just, it wouldn't even be a thing, but it's the all-star game. The yeah. like the NBA world, the spotlight of the NBA is on Salt Lake. It is the but, biggest event of the regular season. It's the biggest event of the regular season, man. And you thought it would be a good idea to trash the host city. That makes a lot of sense. But it, that's my it, the host city that paid hundreds of millions of dollars, that paid to upgrade the arena, that closed streets, that shut down this arena and that arena and the Salt Palace. Yeah. And what happened? To, you, you know what I thought was really funny? And hey, maybe I missed it. Let me know. What what happened to Astro World and Travis Scott and all this big stuff? Like I heard about. You know, the Salt Palace and the Viv and Maverick Center and, like, all these awesome basketball events and all these awesome things. But I didn't really hear – you notice that? Like, yeah. is that just me? Like, I didn't see anything – and I'm not trying to insinuate they're hiding something, certainly, but it just was interesting to me. I didn't see – I saw more about John Morant's frozen shoe release than Travis Scott doing a concert. Anyone notice that? Or is, yeah. like, By the way, 21 was all right last night with Post Malone. 21 Savage and Post Malone were pretty darn good. Yeah, Austin Napierski, what's up, my guy? I think people take everything too personally. It sucks and perpetuates the stereotype, but it's no secret Utah is kind of boring for anybody looking for good nightlife beaches, amusement parks. 
Well, yeah, you're not wrong. If you're looking for a beach in Utah, you probably should go back to geography class. Um, but it's you know. It's not about that, guys. Like, I really need you guys to listen. Like, and, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Dude, it's not about beaches and amusement parks, man. That's not what it's about. What's it about? It is about the NBA All-Star Game was in Salt Lake City, and the two people, the two biggest names as part of that who are commentating on it decided to hate on the city. Do you understand why that's a problem? I understand if they don't want to rave about our city or if they don't want to say a bunch of positive-ass things about it. If you just want to talk basketball and stay away from talking about the city, I'm cool with that, man. I'm cool with it. You don't have to like where the All-Star Game is. You, you don't have to like it. But you need to respect it at a minimum because obviously there's a lot going on. And Mr. Utah's the best ever, Ryan Smith, Mr. Innovator, Mr. You know Silicon Slopes, Mr. Utah has a lot to offer, Mr. I'm going to sign the UFC to a deal and bring them in and do all this great stuff, Mr. Delta Center. I guess I just was expecting a little more. And hey, maybe I'm off base on this. Maybe I am, but I was pretty upset about this. And, and it surprises me that's, that there's... It seems like, I know we're only three comments in, but some everyday listeners and some people that I know personally are just like, yeah, Utah's boring. It's boring. If you want a beach or you want an amusement park, go somewhere else. I'm not really here for that energy. I'm not here for that take. I'm here for, hey, this is a great state. This has the best snow on earth. This has some of the best hiking, some of the best drives, some of the best sunsets, some of the best foods. Yeah, you can get turned up in this city. Like, There's a lot of things that you can do. So it really surprises me that we're all okay just being like, yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in the turn the other cheek thing. But okay, hey, you know what? I'm open to the idea we're making too much out of it. I, I'm open to that idea. And Austin, you might be right. You, you absolutely you, could be right. I'm not trying to go after you, but it just surprises me. Yeah. Uh, Jaron Eccles says Charles Barkley sounded drunk during the All-Star draft. He did sound drunk. People asked about that. Hey, and maybe Point that's blank. the thing. And if he was drunk, that's unprofessional as hell, obviously. Teddy Wayman says, I don't know what they're talking about. I was turnt last night. There you go. a <laughs> boy, Teddy. a boy, Teddy. Macho man. What's up, buddy? He says, well, hopefully it keeps more people from moving here. Seriously, Utah sucks. Don't move here. Uh, Dale Donan says, Charles and Shaq didn't get the call girls thrown at them here. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins, they shouldn't have said that on air, even if Salt Lake has a long way to go to reach the levels of uh, easy club bar nightlife as a city that Berkeley and Shaq-like, yeah. Barkley and Shaq-like. Yeah, I, they just shouldn't have said it. Yeah, there, it, it, it makes no sense that Ryan Smith spent all that money, time, effort, mm -hmm. and you ripped the city. By the I, way, I thought the building was amazing. I thought the, the facility, like the court looked amazing. I thought the 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 way the skills competition was set up, like I thought it turned out great. The actual like events and like what the yeah, NBA did yeah. and what Ryan Smith was involved in, I thought it turned out great. I agree totally. Uh Andy H. Yes, a success, except for Malone. He's a legend, but they have to keep him out of the limelight. Well Damn, and I know we talk about this. I know this blew up on Twitter today when I tweeted about it, so Carl Malone. Did an interview with the Salt Lake Tribune this week. <coughs> and Carl Malone, and I want to make sure I get the quote right. Carl mm -hmm. Malone, who is obviously one of the greatest power forwards in the history of the NBA, mm -hmm. 
Carl Malone, who is one of the best players in the history of the Utah Jazz, Carl Malone did an interview with the Salt Lake Tribune this weekend where he essentially said, it's no big deal that I had an, a, a sexual relationship with a 13-year-old girl. She had a child of mine when I was 20, and she was 13. Yeah, and the quote reads, quote, I'm not discussing any of that backlash. I don't care. That's my life. That's my personal life. And I'll deal with that like I've had to deal with everything. So whatever. It's not so, it's not so whatever, Carl. And I, I, we've talked about this on the show before, and I know that I'm the lone wolf on this, and I'm happy to be it. Carl Malone is a human piece of garbage. And he should never be around this team ever again. And... Uh, <laughs> Again, I'm not, I, I feel like all I do on this show is talk about what Ryan Smith should be doing. Ryan Smith should cut ties with Carl Malone right now and should have done it already. Yet Carl Malone was brought in to be a judge in the dunk contest. Thanks. And I just don't get it because Carl Malone is a guy that we know who he is. He's, he's not even, Carl Malone is not even in hiding. Carl Malone is a guy. We know about this relationship. We know he's fathered multiple children that he's had little or no interaction with, that he is not supported, allegedly. Like, we know who this guy is. We know what he espouses about. Yet, all we get to hear about is big rig trucks, and it's Carl Malone. He's the mailman. He delivers his DNA to other people and then does not fulfill his need and his requirement. <coughs> and yet... We are just going to forget about that because Carl's here at Salt Lake City. Carl Malone, he's going to judge the dunk contest. Never mind that him and Larry H. Miller had a terrible relationship the last five years of Larry's life. Because it's garbage. Never mind any of that. Never mind that Carl Malone is never around. Except you just sometimes see him show up at games. Me? And all I'm saying is, now it's too much. When you do an interview and you say whatever about your relationship as a 20-year-old with a 13-year-old, I have a problem with that. Yeah. We yeah. can't do that. And I don't I I think because it's such a big event and because the spotlight is so bright, you can't have these missteps. You can't have Carl Malone as part of your organization representing the Jazz. You can't play highlight videos of John and Carl anymore. It's over, man. He can't be honored as a Utah Jazz man anymore. And at what point are we going to move past that? Right? That's the thing that I struggle with. Yeah. At what point do we move past that? We probably won't. We probably won't. And, and again, John Stockton's had his issues. Certainly he has with Gonzaga and the politics. Totally get it. This is a whole entirely different thing with, yeah. with Carl Malone. His, his deference, his willingness to just say whatever to what amounts to sexual assault, in my opinion, you can't have the guy around anymore. You, you just can't do that. Yeah. Yet, I'm being told I'm completely wrong and Ryan Smith shouldn't have any accountability for this because it happened before he owned the team. So as long as the guy murders somebody before you knew him, but you find out he murdered somebody, then you're not responsible for hanging out with him or exposing him to other people. 
You know Carl Malone had a child when he was 20 with a 13-year-old girl. And you just think, well, it, it didn't um, happen on my watch, so um, come on over, Carl. Let's um, uh, let's wash the big rig truck, the tractor trailer, and we'll spit shine it and things. You know. Let's tell everybody what a great basketball player you were, and we'll have you judge the dunk contest. And maybe all your illegitimate kids at home, you can wave to them. Okay, all right, let's do it, Carl. Like, you guys realize this is a reality, right? That's what this is. Like, this is the reality of, of what what happened. Like, I... Again, it's important to say I respect Ryan Smith. I respect the way he's leading this organization. But I also say there are these things. There are these moments, these items, these these boxes that have been left unhandled, unchecked, un you know, just not taken care of. And, yep. and it's, and it's, it, I just don't think that a tech billionaire, Ryan Smith, Bill Gates, who the hell ever, I don't think these guys have perspective. And I know that's powerful when you're talking about Ryan Smith, because he's from here. So you would think he would have that perspective, but I think you can only eat off a golden spoon so long before you forget what it's like for the average Joe to watch your product. And it bothers me, dude. It bothers me. Because I think about it, and what was the first thing I thought about when I saw Carl up there? Why the hell was Carl Malone sitting up there? Right? Oh, well, so Carl Malone was part of the jersey unveiling, right? Oh, that's right. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. To your point, he's never around. But that's right. This is a national event, not a local event. So, yeah, we're going to throw him up there and let him you know, do that. That's what bothers me, man. So I look at the Carl Malone thing, you know, I look at the, the Chuck and Shaq thing. Like I look at the Travis Scott thing, look at the Donovan Mitchell thing. I look at the BYU thing. Like how long until someone other than us steps up and says, damn, like we got a problem here and it's not going to get fixed overnight. It is a big issue. It is rooted deeply. No one expects it to get fixed overnight, but we got to start heading the right direction at least. Eric and Raleigh says you don't, uh, you don't perspective when you're Ryan Smith rich. That's what I'm saying. That's not wrong. And that's someone, Eric, who, that's not who wrong. is an East Coaster, I believe, Ooh. right? You're on the East Coast? Like, you even under- understand that. Yeah, that's not wrong. That's not wrong. Facial recognition. Uh, let's see. Teddy Wayman, a member of the program, says, and then they freaking honored him at the All-Star game with LeBron and Kareem. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Car Wash Channel says Salt Lake is not boring. I don't think it's boring either. It's just not. Again, to the Charles Barkley comment, it's just not where you come for strip clubs and hookers, dude. It's not. I I live here because my wife loves to hike. I love to snowboard. I, I mean, you can get Mexican food on every corner. And I'd like to look at something other than city buildings. Is that yeah. a problem? NBA fan 97 says, extremely frustrating that Jazz refused to disown Carl Malone. It's the emotional attachment aspect of Utah with their players shake my head. But are you not emotionally attached to Larry H. Miller? Mm. The falling out those two guys had was unbelievable. Epic. And you're just going to like wipe the slate clean. Let me ask this question, though. I think this is fascinating. This is a fascinating little wrinkle. Does the public really even understand the falling out they had? Like, I don't think that the public, and again, you have to remember that there are people who live in this town who aren't 40 years old 
right? Like there's this younger generation who's never going to get to watch Michael Jordan play basketball. Never got to watch Kobe. Never got to watch, you know, Stockton to Malone or any of these or any of these titans of NBA basketball. So they got to go digging. And I feel like there's this assumption that, hey, the young crowd, the NBA crowd, is not really going to make a big deal in Salt Lake about Carl Malone. And, and they're not going to make a big deal about the fact that honoring him with Kareem and LeBron yeah. and putting him on that desk is disrespectful yeah, as hell, Yeah, and I, man. I think, Teddy, that's the best point. All of our NBA and Utah Jazz Talk presented by Quick Quack Car Wash, the best car wash in Utah, Quick Quack. Hey, man, we want to give you 50% off of your car wash at Quick Quack Car Wash. All you got to do is uh, scan this QR code on the screen. Um, and again, if you guys are, are, you know, if you're watching this on, um, you know, a phone, just screen, screen grab that, have somebody, you know, use your wife's phone or your girlfriend's phone or whoever, uh, that'll take you to the link and you just pull up to the quick quack and get 50% off of your car wash. Any car wash you want to get 50% off with this storm coming tomorrow, you're going to need a car wash, man. I'm telling you. And the best part about quick quack is not only do they always have, these great 50% off deals like this, but they really are friendly. It's fat, excuse me, it's fast. You're in and out of there in five minutes. I love Quick Quack. And by the way, it goes without saying that the thing that I really like about Quick Quack Car Wash, the car wash is amazing. Yeah, The car always looks good. The wheels, the tires, the front, the back, the sides, the top. It always looks good. You get free towels, you get free vacuums, like, it's the best thing, dude, and it's 50% off at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Program, big news in jazz country today. Russell Westbrook is close, if not already. Uh, Russell Westbrook is going to be bought out by the jazz, and he's going to join the Clippers. Jake, do you like this move? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a, it's a logical move. I think that... You know, the Russ situation, as I was just kind of alluding to, needed to take care, like get taken care of. It needed to take care of itself. And I think that, you know, I, I like <clears throat> I, I, I like the buyout. I, I, I was never an advocate of having Russ play on this team. I always felt like it was an awkward fit. I always felt like this is something that, that really shouldn't take place, especially with his history. And, and it's kind of funny, like we were talking about Carl Malone and how that all went down and talking about All-Star Weekend. And, and I think about this situation, which, you know, obviously involves Ryan uh, and that front office with, with Danny Ainge. And, and I look at it and I say, I don't know why we ever fooled around with this. And I know it's up to Russ. I get it. Russ has got to find a home, yada, yada, yada. But to me, my standpoint would have been, hey, you're never going to play here. Um, we're going to buy you out and let's just start having that conversation. So I was really pleased to hear that that he had reached a buyout or is close to reaching a buyout and going to the Clippers and doing you know doing that whole thing. I think that's a great fit. I do think what's really interesting about this though is that he's essentially made it so all he's got to do is walk across the hallway quite literally to the Clippers locker room. I, I think that's incredible, and I think that the fact that uh, I think it's Sunday the Clippers and Lakers match up. Uh, I believe it's Sunday. Could be wrong. I have to double check. But they have a matchup coming up soon. I think it's incredible, you know, that you have this guy going to the Clippers to play with Kawhi and PG to basically make a playoff run at this point, and they're going to match up with uh, LeBron and company. I think that's absolutely incredible. Everything you could ever want as an NBA fan. So to me, I like the move to the Clippers, but I feel like, you know, it's 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 going to be, 
it could be one of these moves that could be a career ender, man. I, and, and I don't want to be dramatic, but if Russ goes to the Clippers and is the same, you know, is ranked 126th in the league in field goal percentage and has just these terrible garbage, can't shoot a basketball type stats, like, I don't know where he goes. This is essentially half a season to prove what you're worth. And I look at guys who are on prove-it deals, Kyrie Irving has been on a prove-it deal, and guess what? He proved it, and he's been pretty good about not running his mouth and making sure that he just puts the ball in the hole. So to me, I think Russell Westbrook is at a point in his career where he's got to prove it. He's got to show that he can either come off the bench or return as a starter and get the job done. And if he doesn't do that, I'm not sure where his career goes from here. I don't know you know, how you fix that or how you change your reputation. So to me, I like the move, but I think that I just think it's a very high risk for Russell Westbrook. And I think that Kyrie Irving has shown you can prove it and shown that you can basically fix anything by putting the ball in the hole. But Russ hasn't shown to be incredibly proficient to a Kyrie level of doing that. So I don't know if 20 off the bench at night is valuable enough to fix your reputation, but I know if he give, if he gives that to the Clippers, they're going to be a big-time problem in the Western Conference. Yeah, and I totally disagree with you. I think that he absolutely makes the Clippers a force. I think when you look at Russ and you look at the way he plays defense and his ability physically, I think that's what they need because they know now that they have to go head-to-head with the Suns. And I think that Russell Westbrook on the defensive end makes the Clippers a real a real force against the Phoenix Suns. Now, are you better than the Suns? Probably not. You're even with them, though. But that doesn't mean you're better. Can you count on Russell Westbrook? Probably not. But do you need to with Kawhi and Paul George, two of the best shooters in the NBA? Probably not. You're no longer relying on Luke Kennard to hit an awkward three-pointer out of the corner and hoping he can play defense. Russell Westbrook... For everything he wasn't in L.A. for the Lakers, he's an upgrade for the L.A. Clippers. Let's just stop beating around the bush on this. And you add Bones Highland to that, like, this team got a lot deeper at the guard spot. And, by the way, what else does he do? He bumps Terrence Mann down to the shooting forward, which is where he should be in the first place. I don't see, I, I, I just don't see how this is at all a risk for Russ. We know what he is. He's a Hall of Famer, and I agree with you. If he goes there and he sucks, he's probably done. But he's not going to suck. I think he's going to go to the Clippers, and I think he's going to make a real difference for them. Yeah, I hope so. Because I think he's still got a lot left in the tank physically. I still think his body's got, you know, four or five seasons left in him. Like, I think he's got plenty of time here. But I I just... I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see what they do with them. You going to bring them off the bench? You going to start them? What are you going to do with them? No, you got to start them. Well, you got to like, start them. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I, I'm not going to sit here and guarantee that. And maybe, maybe that, maybe I'm just missing the point on that. But I, I, I don't know that it's a gimme that you that you start him. I think that they need to figure out how they want to run offense, what they want the the second second unit to look like with him on the roster. Like I think it's more than just like, hey, we added Russ. Throw him in the starting five, and let's see what this looks like. Like, I think that's a little irresponsible. Uh, Gabriel says, I don't know if this will fit well. Uh, hopefully it does, and Russ does great things. I think he's a really good fit there, mainly because I think there's a certain level of desperation for Russ. Mm -hmm. And you're playing with two guys who he fits really well. As much as he did not fit with LeBron, I think he fits with PG and Kawhi quite well. 
So I feel like there's a real good chance that, that he does the job, and I think there's an even better chance that they win at a very high level in the Western Conference. Like, I, I could see that being a very good – I could see that being a very good fit. Eric and Raleigh, Russ doesn't need to score. He needs to defend. That's exactly right. I don't think they care if he gives them a single point a night. If he defends Chris Paul and if he defends Devin Booker and if he defends, you know, the, the, the guards on the opposite team, if he can make – Kyrie work a little harder and make Luca work a little harder. Uh, I think you're going to be in much better shape than you were. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I'm telling you guys, you're riding a little high on Russ, dude. I'm telling you, you need to, you need to, you need to be aware of. You can't just. We've seen this repeatedly. You can't just throw guys into a system and think that it's going to be easy. I think he fits in better with well, the Clippers. I don't think and the anybody Lakers. says it's going to be easy. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the thing here. Hey, like. They should start him, and then they should figure it out. Andy fits well, so it should work. But, but the expectation is really low. When he went to play with LeBron and AD, the expectation was exceptionally high. And I just think his style of play never fit. Yeah. Like, LeBron doesn't need a guy to attack the basket. LeBron needs a guy to hit threes. He needs a facilitator. They needed to run essentially a, a, a modified version of the triangle, and Rush just was never going to be that guy. I'm telling you, with the Clippers, he just needs to run the floor and be physical. He needs to rebound and play defense, run the floor. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. I don't think it's a slam dunk that it's that it's gonna work, but I think he's a much better fit than Patrick Beverly, who by the way signed with the Bulls today. Yeah. Like I think he's a much better fit than certainly anybody else that was out. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, it's a guy that averaged a triple double for a season and Again, I'll die on the hill and say I don't believe that we've seen the best of Russell Westbrook the last year, certainly. But I do believe that he will he will make it. I think that he will be a he will have a contract next year because I think he's going to play quite well for the Clippers. Yeah. Now again, in the Western Conference, man, anything's guaranteed. Did you see what LeBron said um about his last twenty three games? And I think this is fascinating. LeBron is, is saying that his last 23 games are the most important games of his career. The t last 23 games of the season. What do you make of that? No, I think it's true. I think he's not known as a, as a, a, you know, certified winner. I think that in the playoffs, he has some questions to answer as far as championships. I think the guy is, you know, you know, right up there with the best of them. I think that, there's just a big sect of the NBA that I think likes to hate on LeBron, and I think they need to make the playoffs without being in the play-in, man. And and that needs to happen. Like they like, you can't waste the best of the rest of his years like this. Like it's just not good enough. And and it and it's I agree with him. I think that like it's cool. You you're the all-time scoring leader. Great. That's behind us now, right? Yeah. Like with all due respect, it's behind you. You did it. It was a great moment. We all experienced it. We talked about it. That's behind you now. The all-star breaks over, bro. It's time it's time to get your ass back in the gym. It's time to get back in that mind space, that mindset. Like it's time to grind. And I think that if they can win, you know, 17 of their last 23, 16 of their last 23, that would be huge yeah, for the would. confidence of this team. Make sure you hit the like buttons while we tell you about our good friends at barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com. The best barbecue equipment in the business. You know, a lot of people always say, barbecue pit stop, what kind of food do they serve? No, no, friends. When you hear barbecue pit stop, you think the best equipment in the barbecue business. 
Traeger Smokers, Big Green Eggs, Yoder, Camp Chef, you name it, they've got it at Barbecue Pit Stop. But again, you know, it's, it's what we say, I feel like, about all of our partners. There's great people at every one of their five locations here in Utah. Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and of course, our good friends in Murray on State Street right across from the mall. Barbecue Pit Stop's got the best guys in the business working in their stores. And I know that a lot of people are intimidated about running a smoker if you never have. Like, we made wings in 35, 40 minutes last night on the Traeger Ironwood 885 in my backyard at the crib. Mm-hmm. Uh, you plug it in, you hit ignite, it turns on. You put the wings on the smoker after, of course, you've put the asado seasoning on top of those wings, all drums, ranch dressing that you got at Barbecue Pit Stop. See, because they don't just sell you the smoker. They also sell you the best rubs, sauces, seasonings, wing dust, tongs, aprons, floor mats, smoker covers, you name it. They've got it. BBQPitStop.com. Of course, you can shop online. So no matter where you have heard about Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com to shop online. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, always good to talk about Barbecue Pit Stop, yes. man. Like they're just Stephen Lehigh, you know, who hosted our, our uh, BYU Oregon watch party. I mean, they're just tremendous guys. Clint showing people how to make wings and pizza and briskets and it's it's amazing i and by the way i'm a traeger guy yeah there's there's just no and i know that yoder people magazine i think it was named yoder the most popular smoker hey man they've got yoder too but this ironwood 885 that i have the ironwood xl that just came out from traeger dude that's why you go to barbecue pit stop that's what i'm talking about uh all right let's see um Brent Burnett says, got to admit, tanking with two chances in the lotto seems tempting. Imagine VW and Scoot to the Jazz. I, th- I just, I'm, I don't want to have this conversation. Yeah, I'm not today, here for bro. it today, man. Yeah, it, like, I'm, I'm worn out on, on the illogical, we, we're a tanking team thing. Like, like you're I, just, I love you, bro. And, and, and I appreciate you, Brent. But I'm telling you, you're in fairyland, dude. Like, and now you're the only one in Fairyland. Yeah, I just you got to let that go, man. Like nobody else is like we need VW. Nobody else, dude. Yeah. Uh, can you guys remind me uh, why you changed your the time of your show? Probably said this before, but I've been missing the show because of this. Oh well. Um, frankly, two things: our listenership in the afternoon is far larger. Number one and number two. Uh, you know, it really came down to a lifestyle thing. It, it was a lifestyle change that we we wanted to make because we were getting up at 3.50. When you're getting like four or five hours of sleep per night, it makes it very difficult to function. And, you know, one of the things that had gone by the wayside was was working out, like not being able to get to the gym. And it was it was really a lifestyle, but there's the listenership. And we put it out to bid with our listeners. Like we asked people, hey, what do you want? What do you want to hear? And almost universally, people are like, oh, yeah, we want to afternoons, afternoons, afternoons. Like, and so I totally get it. I think, you know, the gym, the sleep thing, like, I think overall, like, for health, it's it's just an ass kicking to to watch the jazz game till 10 o'clock and then get up at 350. Like, it's just not. It's tough to do. And now there's studies coming out, which really scare me looking back at how long we've been doing mornings coming out saying that it's really hard on your heart and your organs to sleep like five hours a night. Like it's not, it's just not good for you, you know? So not so, ideal. So that's 
predominantly why we did it. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says uh, VW is seven nine and forty two pounds. Not going to make it in the NBA. I think he'll Who make you it. Even it, it it's just going to be a tremendous adjustment for him. And again, I just think that Scoot Henderson is the more ready body. You know, so yeah, it just it it just is what it is. Um, all right. It feels like it's been a lightning fast two hours, and we are going to get back to Pac-12, Big 12 here in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Do we go to, do we fight over Derek Carr and the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Or do we go to XFL, USFL, NFL? I think we talk XFL. I liked what I saw. All right, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, as always is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code MONTY25. Super easy. You can order your pizza at 6 in the morning. You can order it at 6 at night. They'll have it ready when you want them to have it ready. You say, hey, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I want to pick my pizza up at 545. Done. Hey, it's 6 at night. Want to pick it up at 630. Done. That's how easy it is to use the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Here's the problem with the XFL and the USFL and the AAF of your mom, like right. all these leagues, none of them, not a single one is the NFL and we're going to compare it to it. And frankly, I think we already have enough football between college football and the NFL and the combine and the draft and free agency. I think we have enough. I think the XFL is an afterthought, and I think the USFL will be even more of an afterthought. Yeah, and I think the the problem is 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 football minds and money makers want to take the best of the rest that didn't cut it in the NFL, and they want to make a bunch of money off these guys in a secondary league. And 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 I'm not even joking. There are more than enough guys to create two or three, you know, pro football leagues, if you will. And and to me, I, I agree with you. I mean. I can't even wrap my head around when we're in high season in football land, when you've got, you know, 15 NFL games, and then you've got Thursday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, your mom, your brother, your sister, like, dude, like how many days a week do we need football? And and I think that that's kind of the challenge is that, is that football fans, while I think it always will watch football, I also think there's this element where people want to go on summer vacation. People want to live their life in the summer. They they want to get out, like in Salt Lake. I know we live in some crap-ass town, but in this town, we want to get out after winter's done. We want to enjoy our seasons. We want to get yeah. out and hike and see things. And so to me, I think, like, depending on what market you're looking at, the success rate's going to vary. And, and I just think that in the markets where there's a lot to do, uh, whether that's in nature or whether but that's... But it's not here because Utah's boring. Well, I was going to say, whether that's in nature or whether it's strippers on the corner, Chuck, um, you know, there people are going to find things to do. So to me, I just look at this and I say, that's great. You want to roll the XFL out? By the way, I thought they did a great job. Yeah. I watched it for about a half hour. thought it was really good. Um, whether it's the XFL, the USFL, whatever, there just is an oversaturation of football. And by the way, I haven't even made the point. The Daytona 500 was this weekend, and I didn't give a rat's ass about that. I was here for the All-Star Weekend, 
and every. You day. didn't care about the Daytona 500 not, at all. Not until what is like this time of year? What is your sports hierarchy? Yeah, I think it's basketball. It's basketball. Like it's basketball and baseball is getting going. And we've been telling you guys for the last month that we're gonna talk baseball on this show throughout the season, which I love. Um, but right now it's basketball. Like, and I'm I'm a low key hockey fan. I love watching hockey. We don't talk about it much on the show for obvious reasons. But I, but I would say NBA hockey. And then once baseball gets going, baseball. Yeah, I think it's not the XFL or the USFL or... Dude, I'm done with it. I'm an NFL guy. I'm a college football fan. Um, I'm telling you right now, these leagues, that's cool that you guys are going to play spring football, but for what point? Because you're not going to make money like the Arena League is coming back to... Why? Why? The Arena League won't make it either. Nobody cares. It's not the NFL. It's not college football. And we only have so much time and money to go around. I, I just think this feels like a stunt. Yes. That's what this feels like. Uh, Justin Salas says, well, as a current unemployed person, having this show in the afternoon has been a great breakup for my day. Love it, Justin. Thanks for being a member of the program. Um, let's see. Tanner T says, always stoked for more football. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dallin says, I think it would be cool in, uh, is one day the football leagues become like the Premier League. Relegation will be a thing with one or one of the other leagues. I okay, now you have my attention. Now you have my attention. Relegation would be cool. Relegation would be cool, but I think relegation in Major League Baseball needs to happen. I really do. I don't think relegation in the NBA is that realistic. Because I think you don't have the lower levels of minor league basketball that you would need. Major League Baseball absolutely needs relegation. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I would love to see it. Tanner T says, XFL has made some awesome innovation. Is always It is also a way to see some people that are just under NFL levels get a chance at making it. I agree. I don't disagree with you. You know, like I think what, one of the other things I think is so cool, I think it's super cool that you have the Dean Blandino instant replay review booth where he's talking to the officials on the field and going over the tape as you watch it happen live. Yep. I think that's phenomenal. Yep. And I would th the thing is, the NFL will never do this because the NFL doesn't want you to see their process. So I don't think the NFL will ever do it, but I love what the XFL does. It's just the football's not that great and... But it's better than it was. Right? Like, I'm willing to meet you guys in the middle and say it's much better than it was. Yeah, I listen, man. I'm telling you, I think it's cool that I think it's cool that we get this stuff. I think it's super cool that we see inside. It, it's the the football doesn't suck. It's just I'm not here for football. Maybe my brain is just not ready for it. I don't know, but yeah, yeah I I don't know. I and I could be a complete tool about this. I totally agree with you, but. I, do, I think the XFL is better. Without Vince McMahon, the XFL is absolutely better. It is, by the way, though, not close to better than the marinara meatball that you get at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. 
Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Dude, I'm telling you, that marinara meatball, if you're even just making pasta that night, just order the marinara meatballs so that you have them with your, your penne pasta. Oh, your masta choli. Dude, I am telling you, they are that good. But if you chop them up and you put that on your and you put that on your pizza, heavens to Betsy, my guy. I want it. It is so good. The, the marinara meatball on its own. I've eaten it both ways. I've eaten because they come in a tray of nine and I can generally get through three or four of them. And then I just put the rest in the fridge or Jake eats the rest of them or whatever. But if you chop them up and put them on your pizza, Boom. Forget it. Boom. it's so good. You can't go wrong. The marinara meatball, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Um, what's up? Good to see you guys. A lot of people in on, do you guys like the show being on in the afternoon? We're stoked to be here in the afternoon. I, I mean, listen, I understand it's a change for you guys. We appreciate you supporting the show. Mm -hmm. uh, guys like Taylor Griffin, who says, ordered some bucked up today. Excited for it to come. Let's go. Let's go. Use the link down below. You guys, you get three free samples of their any of their products that you want, and you get a free bucked up shaker cup. They send it right to your door. Uh, what else? What else do you need? Buckedup.com. Did you guys know that Bucked Up also has um, stores? All across the great state of Utah. Yeah. Um, so make sure like American Fork, St. George, all my guys down in the Jeezy. Let's the go. Jeezy. Let's go. I'm telling you that Bucked Up is amazing. Um, you can find them in St. George, American Fork, Murray, Farmington, South Jordan, Idaho Falls, Twin Falls, Rexburg, Idaho. Let's go. Do it. Hook it up. I... The, from my, uh, from my experience, I can only tell you in South Jordan, it's right there in the parking lot um, at Walmart. And I can only tell you that it the service there is spectacular. Yes. Uh, I went in to get a case of, uh, of, of Miami. They were sold out already. So I, I the, the Miami flavor, this is what it looks like, you guys. Bomb. I'm telling you, it's so good. Fact. That or the mango tango, unbelievable. And if you want a free sample, walk in. They'll give you a free a free can of uh, bucked up energy at any of their stores. Say, hey, heard about you guys on the Monty Show. I'd like a free can. They'll give it to you. Yes. Go to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to get um, a 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. I love it. Do it. I'm telling you, I'm all about it. Do it. I am all about it. Bucked up the official energy uh, drink of the Monty Show. Use the promo code Monty to get 20% off at checkout. And again, you guys, don't take my word for it. Get free samples. The link is in the YouTube description below. Click on that link. Order your, your free bucked up cup and your, your supplements and let me know what you think. You get free samples. I'm telling you, by the way, if you're a workout guy, you want to know why we're doing the show in the afternoons beyond the fact that there's a ton more listenership here right now? Do you even lift? The workout... AM. I'm at the gym at 530. The bucked up BCAs. I use the flavor peach ring. So good. What do you bitch? It literally tastes like the sour peach rings. Yes. That's what it's it tastes bomb. like. It it's is. Bomb. It is so good. I could go on about bucked up. It's been a revelation. They're the official energy drink of the show. We really need you guys to show out. Um, it'd be great if you could order the free samples or go into one of their stores. We're not even asking you to pay money, bro. Yeah, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We really, 
value that relationship with those guys as we do all of our all of our partners the the guys again the guys at the advocates the best injury attorneys in the business um you know you look at bucked up you look at um quick quack car wash papa murphy's pizza barbecue pit stop who i know i talk about a ton on this show but barbecue pit stops freaking phenomenal yes but guys like bucked up they're local companies they're all all those stores are individually owned and operated Hook them up. Help them out. Get free samples. Click the link in the description below. Um, let's talk about this Big 12, Pac-12 thing. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this story needs to come to a quick conclusion. I feel like if you are the Pac-12 right now, you're almost in a no-win situation. And if you're just tuning into the show, we've been talking about this probably for, man, I don't know, the better part of a year and a half, two years going on almost. <coughs> And we just happen to have relationships with people that are directly in the middle of this situation with their TV deal. Um, we, we've had really good information for the last 18 months. And if you follow us, you know we've been pretty spot on. The latest update on the Pac-12 TV and expansion situation is pretty straightforward. There's not a whole lot of continuity inside the Pac-12. We have been told for months now that Oregon and Washington do not favor a tier one all-stream deal for the Pac-12, which means they don't want all of their best games. Um, I don't want to watch this. this you see, Jake is not taking care of the TV right now. Okay. Uh, anyway, the point is uh, that Oregon and Washington don't want to do a stream deal with, with Amazon. And Amazon is compromised repeatedly and still has not be able to come to a, a deal. The latest with Amazon and the Pac-12 is that they are talking about a standalone weeknight game, much like Thursday night football, on a Wednesday or a Friday night that would feature one of the lesser games of the week. So it's never going to be Oregon-Washington. It's never going to be you know USC-Oregon this year. It's not going to be one of those big games, right? It's going to be Cal and Oregon State. It's going to be Stanford and Washington State. Standalone Amazon Prime Sports on a Wednesday or a Friday night. You know, does that come to fruition? We'll find out. The problem is that means that Amazon is out of the tier one business. Well, we have it from sources in the TV industry as well that ESPN does not have a significant desire to carry tier one rights for the Pac 12. Which, if you do the math here, we found out in, in July, August that Fox was out on tier one bidding. For the Pac-12, we had that first and exclusively here on the Monty Show. This last week, we found out CBS and Turner were out. NBC's already got a late-night package. You know that CBS has the Big Ten. You know that ESPN has everybody else, including the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC. I mean, they don't have really the inventory. So what does this mean for the Pac-12? I think this means that you are going to see their their games significantly split between multiple partners. And it will be interesting to see how all that plays out, Jake, but I'm just waiting on bated breath because I don't believe that they're going to do a traditional TV deal. My sources are telling me that this is going to be a very much of a, the word everybody keeps using is a new age deal where you have your games on multiple networks because nobody wants all of your games but a lot of people will take a little bit of your games. Yeah, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. That's, I mean, we can we can package this as a new age deal or something that's never been done, or you can put whatever positive-ass spin you want on this, but the reality of the situation is 
the reason you're having to do all this is because you got beat by Brett Yormark and and you're not in a in a power position. And Klyovkov can go on Wilner and Canzano as much as he wants to and talk about how, you know, how great everything is. And the Pac-12 can put out statements, you know, saying that everything's fine. You know, the house is burning down, but don't look at the flames. Look at the little rose in the flower bed out front. Everything's fine, guys. It's not fine. And and this TV deal, I feel like, is just going to be a Band-Aid for two or three years. And then in that two- or three-year window— we're going to get Oregon and Washington, you know, getting real traction on what exactly they want to do. And I think that this San Diego State news about, you know, there being a verbal offer out, but nothing official, you know, but there's traction and they would expect to accept uh, the invite soon. You know, that's that's progress. That's moving in the right direction. Unfortunately, San Diego State is not USC. San Diego State is not UCLA. So, when you're talking about TV deals and valuation and how this is all going to work out, just how untraditional are you willing to get, George Klyovkov? Just how spread out are you willing to be with where your stuff is viewed? Because that, to me, is the path. You have to get through this. You know, we've had comments saying you got to get through this storm or get through this hard time or figure out your way through. And I'm telling you, this is station to station. You got to get San Diego State and SMU added. Then you got to get a TV deal done. And whatever that TV deal looks like is going to have to be good enough because you're not in a position to dictate. That's the problem here, man. So to me, if this is just simply about surviving, and I don't trust George Klyovkov to get that job done. No, I think it is one of those things where leadership is a real problem. And I think when you look at how the Pac-12 is being, I don't know, managed right now, I mean, you, my opinion from what I've heard from sourcing is that Washington's really driving the anti-Amazon Tier 1 bus. But this is a code 10 aboard. you have this group of schools, Oregon, Washington, and the Arizona schools, that are kind of in lockstep. They're, they've kind of, I'm not going to say formed like a committee or a, a, a splinter, but that's a group of schools that has a very different way of thinking. The other issue here is, is that you have the Pac-12 that doesn't have guidance or leadership from anybody else. Yeah. And you look at Cal and Stanford, you look at Colorado. Colorado is obsessed with with Deion Sanders right now. I think Colorado would love nothing more than for the next year and a half, two years, to fly under the radar, mm -hmm. to let Deion bring in as much talent as he can and see what he can do with it. Right. I think Utah, I the hard part is as somebody that covers Utah on a daily basis. I've heard that Utah's not very aggressive and not very involved. Thanks. That Utah is just kind of following the 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 water, if you will. They're just going with the flow, and they're going to go where the current takes them. And I think that's a horrible way to manage your business. And <laughs> I, I think that a lot of these a lot of these rumors and innuendo that you've heard are ridiculous. I don't think there's a single school in the in the Pac-12 that is dying to get out for the Big 12. Now, would they? Sure, they would. If the money was right, sure they would. But I don't think there's a school in the Pac-12 that's like, yeah, we got to explore Big 12 me membership right now. I don't think that's the case. Okay, man. And I think this other this other angle with San Diego State mm -hmm. um, joining the joining the Pac-12. Um, I think this is a big get for the Pac-12. I don't know that it is is earth shattering because you've got to find a dance partner for San Diego State, and I don't think it's Fresno State. I truly do not. I don't know if, if San Diego State and Boise State move the needle. 
I don't know that San Diego State and SMU moves the needle. Frankly, I don't know that there's another football first program out there that you can add to partner with San Diego State as an addition that's going to significantly change the fortunes of your conference. If I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. I, I mean, I, I think that's a huge problem. The reason that, and this is just my opinion, nobody's told me this, but yeah. I think the reason that you you absolutely have to have a dance partner is because, one, you need to balance. You can't have 11. That's certainly for sure. But I think the other issue here is, is you have got to find some way to move ESPN off their spot. Because, dude, they've got leverage on you. The Pac-12 has leverage on nobody. But I don't know that there's a school right now that is available that moves the needle. You would probably have to go to the, the Big 12 and poach somebody. And I just don't think that that's an option right now because I've, I've heard that Brett Yormark has done such a good job galvanizing his troops that it's going to be very difficult to, to, to get in that perimeter. That's an issue. And I think this comes back to what we've talked about for months now. Gonzaga is a real chip in this conversation. Mm -hmm. Because right now, I don't think the Pac-12 has a way to entice Gonzaga to join the conference. Gonzaga. And we talked about this before that Gonzaga has already been offered a spot in the Pac-12 and said no. That's not right, right now. Dude. So I, I just... I don't know who that is because can any of us sit here, and I'd love your thoughts in the comments, can any of us sit here and say that if you added SMU, Fresno State, you know, any of these, these other schools we've talked about, frankly, Boise State, Air Force, are any of those school needle movers? They're not. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. They're not. And the, yeah. I think the bigger issue is, and I know we've talked about this a lot as well, who's pulling the strings in the Pac-12? Well, it's a bunch of people that are focused on education. It's not a bunch of people like, you look at what happened with the UC Board of Regents, they don't know nothing about sports, <laughs> right? They just, they, they're in control. You're dealing with a bunch of people in the Pac-12 who don't understand sports culture. All they care about is academia. That's their, that's their life. And they're really good at it. I think the Pac-12 member institutions are elite academically. That does nothing for you when you're trying to sit across from somebody and negotiate a TV deal. I'm screwed. In fact, I think it hurts you. And the bigger issue is, this is where the Larry Scott, George Klyovkov thing comes in, mm -hmm. that you don't have a Roger Goodell-type personality that can, that can really fire up the troops and get them behind him and say, hey, you know what? George says we got to go tier one Amazon. We got to do this, guys. Fucking A. But he's not that dude. He's not that dude. You're he's not, not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. You're not. He's not running the conference. And that's the problem. You have university presidents dictating sports policy, and that's never the right way to go about it. It's why Tom Homo is such a rock star in sports, because he's dealing with the church and dictating policy to the church on sports. That's why that guy is, is such a four-leaf clover man, because he's just remarkable at his job. And it's remarkable how bad George Klyovkov is at his job. Mm -hmm. Though I think that is likely the single biggest issue in the Pac-12 is that George Klyovkov cannot unify anybody. And I also just think there's nobody in the Pac-12 that's like, man, I got to get to the Big 12 today. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly think the Pac-12, all of its members view themselves on top of a ridge and they're like, yeah, look at those scumbags down there in the Big 12.
You really want to go swimming in that dirty water? It's not going to take place here. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. I don't think any of them want to. I think they would. If, if it gets, if that, new, that mm, gets tight enough around there, hmm, you know, I was going to say purse strings get tight enough, but. Stay hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I think the best point you make there is that the Pac-12 doesn't have leverage. At and, all. And I don't think it's just ESPN. The problem is, is that ESPN has the SEC. Everyone, Nobody talks about that anymore. And I think it's one of the most crucial points of the whole situation. ESPN's taken care of. It's not that ESPN is just saying, now nah, we'll pass. Well, we're not, you know, we don't, we don't have anything, but, but we're not interested in yours. No, that's not what they're saying at all. No. They're saying, hey, we got the SEC. We've got Bama, Georgia. We've got LSU. And whoever's going to come out of that side of that conference. Like, we've got, you know what I mean? Like, we've got the goods. We don't need you, bro. Nobody needs the Pac-12. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, and I'm not trying to be harsh about this, but who needs Oregon State, Oregon? And by the way, we're Pac-12 football but, fans, dude. Yeah, but who needs Washington, Washington State? Nobody needs that. Um, Nobody. That's you're not Alabama Auburn. You're not Ohio State Michigan. Can I get me some old Miss and Vanderbilt? Like, um, but I, I'm being serious. Like, you don't have the hammer here. Yeah. And I I don't know that there's a way to take that hammer from a TV network. I I you know that's why Amazon is such a critical piece here. But I also think that Amazon. I, I I don't think Amazon wants four or five games a week. I I honestly think that Amazon would be happy with a game of the week, a Pac-12 game of the week, Pac-12 Wednesday night, <laughs> Pac-12 Friday night. I think they'd be fine with that. The, the problem is if you then turn around and say, okay, ESPN, I've got four more games a week. Okay. Where are they going to put those games? And then when ESPN says, well, I've got a late night window and now you're not USC in Utah or USC in Oregon, you're Oregon, Oregon State, you're Oregon, Utah. Your best game in the conference probably is Oregon, Utah. Don't play intramurals, brother. Right. And I don't know what's going to happen in Arizona with Arizona State's program. And I don't know that fish in Arizona can keep building. Program. But let's say that Arizona becomes a, Pac a Pac-12 conference contender. Okay, Arizona State and Washington. Okay, that's going to be your one game on ESPN. So are you telling me that Oregon's not going to be nationally televised every week? <laughs> Come on. That, uh, this is, Come on. But this is what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I think you got to have a game of the week on ESPN. you got to have a game on Amazon. You've got to and, – and again, this goes back to, to you two – You'd, it'd be nice to have a game of the week on YouTube TV. But it, it would be nice, by the way, call me crazy, if you would put the Pac-12 network on DirecTV and then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But you couldn't do that. And so now you're in a situation where you need somebody like TNT or CBS. But now CBS has a Big Ten with UCLA and USC. So they don't need you. So it'd be nice if NBC, oh, wait, but they've got NBC. Well, then CB, but CB, but 
Well, the ABC and E. Well, they already took a game. Okay. One of the biggest brands in your conference right now today, and I think it's best case scenario, one of the biggest games in your conference is not going to be on TV. That's what you should be worried about. It's not will you get a TV deal. Yeah, you'll get a TV deal. But will it be all five games every single week? I don't see that happening. And you know what? Furthermore, note that the Pac-12 network is breaking down to a, a production house. Pac-12 Network on YouTube's got 116,000 subs. That's it. That's it. That's it. I wonder if like, I wonder if if you are if you are the Pac-12, can you go to Amazon and say, "Hey, take a Saturday game and take a Wednesday game. Give me two games." Because now, listen, dollars to donuts. How many people are watching Oregon State versus Arizona? Yeah, probably not a lot, dude. Okay, so we'll leave that game off the slate, but I got to get Washington on ESPN. I got to get Oregon on Amazon, and I got to get my two-time conference championship, Utah. And That's the game that I feel like they're playing right now. Yeah. And I, I, I've talked to so many people that are like, nobody wants the Pac-12. Nobody. And if you add San Diego State and SMU – I'm just asking you who's banging down the door for San Diego State and Oregon. And that's how I look at it. Who's banging down the door for SMU at Oregon State? Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, the, again, it's the classic, you know, we boil this thing down to the simplest form. It's supply and demand, dude. You've got, you've got, you've got all the supply taken care of, right? It's all accounted for. So, therefore, you don't have a lot of demand, right? That it's all sucks, taken care dude. for. And, 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 but the thing is, the real crux of this is you wouldn't be here if Larry Scott hadn't turned into George Klyovkov, hadn't turned into running the conference into the ground. And I'm not even being snarky guy. I'm not the only one saying that anymore. We're not the only one saying that anymore. Like now, like I said earlier in the show in the first hour, guys like Pete Thamel are saying it. Hey, where's the Pac-12 going to go? Like, the media bandwagon's catching up to what we've been talking about for 18 months now. So, to me, it's like, dude, like, you're in, like, serious panic mode right now. And I'm not trying to exaggerate. You, like, that's why I say this next TV deal, or or maybe it's, maybe we should stop saying TV deal singularly. Maybe it's Distribution TV, deal. Yeah, distribution, distribution deal. deal. Like, I, I, I don't know, like what the best way is but what i do know is you have to have a solution and again i'm just going to keep saying it i'm not trying to put money on george kleovkov to get a great deal done that's no. the worrisome part yeah and it, and it's scary because here in utah we 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 understand how good utah is the utah utes in my opinion are still the best team in the pac-12 and i i we get it bo nix we get it caleb williams we get it i'll take I'll take Cam Rising, I'll take Brant Keithy, and I'll take Kyle Whittingham's defense. And we'll go win games. And again, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to see it or hear it, did it really happen? I don't know, man. Obviously not. I don't know. And it's, it's really scary to me. It is real. Oh, that's exactly right, Gary. Gary says, imagine going 12-0 and and no one witnesses it. See what I mean? Like, well, we better make them the Wednesday night game this week. They're 10 and 0. Like, can you imagine that? Yeah. Can you imagine the horror of trying to figure out? Like, I, 
man, what if you have two undefeated teams? What if this past year USC and Utah had been undefeated and you didn't have a consistent TV deal? Doesn't make you feel responsible. Where are you going to put your conference championship game? Like I would assume that would be on like ESPN, but who gets your best game of the week? Um, who gets your singular best game of the week? You notice how Brett Yormark innovates, finds ways, like makes things happen. That's what you need here. You need. I mean, I feel like I, for all of you who are watching Mayor of Kingstown right now, I need Mike McCluskey to step into the room <laughs> and do something, bro. Like. Get somebody, bro. Like, get after that oh, ass, man. Like, funny. I need, I need my fixer guy to step in the room and and do something. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cox. Jack, what's up? He says the presumptuous snobbery and complete lack of self awareness among pack schools is stunningly stupid. Stay hard. I, seriously, I'm with you, bro. I don't just I, and I. Again, I know we get a ton of Ute fan hate. I, I totally understand. I don't think it's just the the pack schools. I think it's a lot of fan bases. Yeah. I think we we have seen that from Oregon fans. We have certainly seen it daily from Utah fans. Like the lack of understanding of who you are and where you are cripples people on a daily basis. Yes. And I don't mean just in college football, the Pac twelve. It it's in life. It's in your house. If your kid doesn't understand who he is and where he is, maybe he's fighting for the wrong thing on his high school baseball team. Yeah. Right? Like, or if you're at the office, you know that one guy who thinks he runs the whole damn place and doesn't run anything, right? Like, that's what you're dealing with at the Pac-12 and with their fan bases. You're dealing with a bunch of people who believe they're fine. You're not getting, you're not getting $50 million a year like George Glyavkov promised you. Yeah. What's going to be the, the penalty for that? How can, and that's the, that's the other question I have. If you're a Pac-12 president, how can you continue to run behind this guy? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how can you continue to let this guy lead you into negotiations? Because I don't think you have another choice. What, what are Not you right do? now, you I don't. Mean, and, and I love your comparison to Roger Goodell because I think that, you know, and we're seeing it in the Big Ten. Like, Kevin Warren was a juggernaut in the Big Ten before he left to go build a horse track on a bunch of, uh, or to go build a football Stop. stadium on horse crap. Like, the Big Ten Thank was 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 moving forward. The Big Ten, even though it's Ohio State and Michigan and A.J. McCarron disappears and, you know, I, you know, like, I just, I, I get frustrated, dude. I get frustrated with... Is that why you're trying to throw the bears under the bus with yeah, your manure comments? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. Those are not appreciated. Stay hard! They're not. Kevin Warren's going to be the president of the Chicago Bears, who currently uh, are are in the process of beginning to develop the old Arlington Park racetrack. Place is going to smell like horse crap for like a decade. Yeah. Uh, all right. Eric and Raleigh says, forget need no one, no one... Even want Stanford Cal in any sport. Well, maybe water polo. There you go. There you go. Saying, Could be dude. water Come polo. Come on, bro. Random account says, oh, no, you can't join the Big 12. Uh, that is social suicide. You are so lucky you have us. Okay. Okay. 801 West Valley says, keep thinking it's a, a truck stop conference. That's why the pack is in this situation. 100%, dude. Yep. Jack Cox uh, also says, nobody needs Utah either. See, I think Utah brings a lot of value. I yeah. think Utah is a if if Utah men's basketball was worth a damn 
And if anybody showed up to the Huntsman for those games, we would be having a different conversation. But they don't, so we're not. Because it's garbage. Because there's not a better football program in this country than Utah football. Okay, I'm telling okay, you right now. You need to relax with that. There, the way they run their business, the way Kyle Whittingham has built that program, you can he can compete with any team in the country. The Alabamas, the Ohio States, you name it. Look at what they did with Ohio State last year. Now, granted, this year in the Rose Bowl, they got rolled by Penn State. Sure they did. Yeah. I'm not going to make a single excuse. They got rolled by Penn State. But how many times does, does Utah get blown out in games? And I don't care who you put them against. They were better than Florida last year and somehow wound up losing that game. You know what the problem is? The real balls of it is Utah didn't get the chance to get blown out by Georgia like Oregon did because nobody gives a damn about Utah nationally. That's, That's right. the truth. And why? Because nobody sees their games. Yeah. Nobody sees their games. If we're oh. truth-telling oh. about it, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, there's just no doubt about and it. I'm somebody who lives in Salt Lake and, watch, and tries to watch every single Utah game I can, but I can't because, you know, half the time they're not even on the TV network that I have. That's right. Uh, the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone, and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour, so I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call the advocates. Nobody better. And the best part about working with the advocates is you never reach into your pocket. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. And hey, to all of our Arizona listeners, all of our Idaho listeners, they can represent you as well. Check them out, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Bonnie program. Hey, Bonnie. The Bonnie program. Um, let's get a couple more of your comments in here. Um, there are a lot of comments on this, so I appreciate you guys, uh, being patient. Maury Alvarez, a member of the program. What's up? My favorite Floridian. If you aren't progressing, then you are dying. Yeah. You're never standing still. The question is, what do are you, you, David do you, Goggins? Yeah. Stay exactly. hard. Exactly. Do you realize you're backsliding or do you think you're, you know, we're just chilling, right? You're not, you're not, uh, Wayne. Gerbach says Big 12 equals oranges and tangerines. <laughs> okay. Pack schools and fan bases equal apples and oranges. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Can I get a raspberry take then? Uh, yeah. Can we get something about strawberries and blueberries, please? Yeah, how about that? John Dry says Utah needs the Big 12. Yeah, I don't think so. Utah needs someone to handle their marketing. Utah needs an AD that's not a you know that's not as arrogant as he is. Yep. Gary uh, Sine says the best thing George Klyovkov can do is merge with the the uh, Big Twelve and bow out of whatever grace he may have left. Mm -hmm. Well, and again, we told you this months ago now, um, but ESPN and Fox essentially told the Big 12 and the Pac-12, hey, you guys should merge. Hey, merge. And the Pac-12 was not open for the conversation even a little bit. And I think it's put them in this position because the other thing that we've talked about a lot about on this show when it comes to Pac-12 TV deals is that ESPN and Amazon are not competitors. They're not competing for these rights. And I think as time's gone on and these updates have come out, I think that's borne out 100%. Yeah. Because now you're not hearing about Amazon being the tier one. You're hearing about now it's shifted to a game of the week. So was Amazon and ESPN really competing? Turns out they weren't. And 
if Amazon has a Thursday night Pac-12 or excuse me, a Wednesday night Pac-12 game, does that interfere with uh, ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com, ESPN Um, Plus in any way, shape or form? Hell no. No, it doesn't. So as we told you for months and months now, Amazon and ESPN are not competitors. And ESPN does not view Amazon as a competitor. Facts. ESPN has got the hammer. And the Pac-12's a nail. And they're not going to pay a penny more than they have to. And it has nothing to do with layoffs and it has nothing to do with stock prices. And I wish people would stop talking about, well, you know, listen, Amazon's not selling as many books as they used to. Nobody cares. (laughs) Do you really think that Amazon isn't going to buy tier one rights because they're their book sales are down. They're as profitable as they've ever been. What did their layoffs do? Their layoffs brought their businesses in line. By the way, anybody see this week that Amazon, Andy Jassy, the the boss at Amazon said, yeah, we're going to need you guys to be in the office now at least three days a week. Dilly dilly. Dilly, dilly. Let me get this right. And they have, I don't know how many buildings it is in Seattle, but they have double digit buildings. I want to say they have like 20, 30 buildings in Seattle. I'm probably wrong about that. They have a lot of office space in downtown Seattle. If you were hurting for money, wouldn't you be like closing offices and slashing budgets and not paying people? And are they closing offices? No, they're not. They're telling people, in fact, guys got to come to the office now. Are they slashing prime sports budgets? They're not. Because if they were really hurting for money, would they be bidding on the Pac-12 at all? Well, they probably wouldn't. So can we stop with this nonsense that, oh, well, they laid people off. That No, it, that has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. By the way, by the way, can we stop with this nonsense that Disney laid people off and so they're not bidding for the Pac-12? No, bro. You know why they're not bidding for the Pac-12? It has nothing to do with layoffs at Disney. Did they lay off people at ESPN? Not recently. Is ESPN and ESPN Plus and ESPN.com and ESPN Your Mom and the Ocho, do you realize they're profitable now? As a whole, the business unit of ESPN is profitable. I'm telling you, it has nothing to do with layoffs. It has to do with leverage and viewer appetite. Amazon owns 34 properties in Seattle. The biggest of which is 1.7 million square feet. So if you were Amazon and you were broke and you were trying to survive and you were laying people off, would you be demanding they come back to the office or would you be shuttering those offices to save the lease space? Five of which are over a million square feet. <laughs> you guys. Like, do, do, welcome to corporate America, man. Yeah. You know, like, what are we even talking about? DWE says the term the Big 12 offers... The terms the Big 12 offers is stability and exposure in both more time zones and on linear TV. Well, but who in the Pac-12 values that? That this is the thing. That's the biggest problem, right? And I don't know how many other ways I can say this. I just don't believe that there's a this huge desire in the Pac-12. People keep talking about like, oh, the four corner schools are going to bail. When would they have done that already? You don't, have a t- you don't have a TV deal. When you had done that already? Yeah. They don't want, for better or for worse, they believe in who they are. And they think they are the creme de la creme, bro. Donnie, you're out of your element. Are they? I don't know. But they all think they are. 
Do you, yeah. uh, and, and I'm not even joking. I believe that Pac-12 schools look across the railroad tracks and are like, yeah, you want to go over there? Look at all their broken down cars, those hillbillies. That's how I think the Pac-12 looks at the Big 12. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think they care. Yeah. So I don't see a single school in the Pac-12 being like, man, I am so desperate. Anybody got your mark's number? Um, Brent, your mark, the Mac dad, your Mac. Brent, I don't know Barry, what you're talking about. I Barry, your Mac, the commissioner of the Big 12. <coughs> I mean, they have 12 <coughs> schools still, right? Uh, no, no, sir. They have 16 schools. Well, but but aren't them aren't them damn Longhorns? Aren't they going somewhere? Aren't they going? Like, Bro, what are I you think talking about, man? How the Pac-12 looks at the Big 12. 100. percent I think they don't know, and they don't care, and they don't want to know. And I think in addition to that, the Pac-12 thinks it's the best conference in the land, and it's not. I think so. <laughs> I think that's absolutely right. <laughs> I, that's just me, though. Uh, Eric and Raleigh said Amazon is uh, quiet laying off. They're hoping 20 to 40% of workers choose to quit rather than come back to the office. Okay, cool. They're not broke. I'm just telling you, dude, Amazon's not going anywhere, man. They're not and, broke. And, and by the way, the thing that you don't, and maybe you understand, Eric, but I think the masses don't understand is that that's one sect of a of a of a gazillion billion dollar company, dude. Like it's not like it's twenty percent of the entire company. AWS on their own can feed more children than you or I. Yeah, like I'm. You know what I mean? I, like, I'm telling you, man. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going out of business, and Andy Jassy is lying, and they're never sending up another blue penis rocket. And maybe casual. you know. I'm an Amazon shareholder. They're under 100 bucks a share. By the way, Bezos and company are still trying to buy the commanders. They saved the Washington... Like, I don't see any of those dudes sweating for orange and tangerine money. Like, I, I, yeah, I guess I'll have to figure something out. Dude, they're talking about bidding for the NBA next year. Yeah. Are, are you Come serious? On, Come on, bro. I, I, yeah, I, on. I don't see it. Uh, Jack Cox says Arizona schools will bolt first for the Big 12 in the final, final, if no deal. AZ values hoops. I yeah. don't disagree with that, but I don't think that the only piece I disagree with you on there, Jack, is that nobody just leaps. Nobody just does things. Like, it's all strategy. It's all part of a plan. They're scheming. They're backdooring. You know, it's like Carol Faust. Oh, no, no, we're not going to expand. No, we don't need to expand. We don't need to expand. You know, meanwhile, you know, phones in our left hand. Hey, hey, guys, 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 we don't need to expand. Hey, uh, guys, 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 we don't need to expand. Click. Hey, Kevin, we're ready to go. Here's my signature. Like, that's what it is, dude. Hey, Kevin, just go. Hey, guys, hey, guys I got to go. Okay. All right. Yeah, no expansion. Fuck off. All right. Hey, Kevin, I just not uh, calling to make sure that you got my facts. You know, that we're joining the conference. You got that facts? You think I'm joking? Like, you guys know this story? That's what it is. A year ago, the Pac-12 went to USC and a small group of presidents. They have this advisory committee. And they said, hey, um, what do you guys think? Should we expand? You know, the marketplace is, you know, is kind of ripe for this. Do you guys think we should expand? What really do we have to lose? USC's president said, nah, bro, we're fine. We don't think we should. We don't think the conference needs to expand. And then like 15 minutes later, announced she was leaving for the, for the Big Ten. 
They had no idea. Oh, bloody clean, methodical, and thorough. So when I tell you these are educators that are like running sports businesses, these people at UCLA had no idea what UCLA was doing. A motherfucking, uh, uh, down, hell, oh, uh, a fucking. <laughs> like, they're like, how did this happen? Hey, uh, UC Board of Regents, how do you guys, can you explain to us how UCLA left without you guys knowing? Physiologically, it's a non-starter. They have no idea what's happening. They were shocked. There, I'm sure there was a UC Board of Regents. He's, I imagine he's on the treadmill at LA Fitness. Or probably at Equinox, knowing how much those dudes make. Yeah. They're at Equinox, on the, and, they, and they get like a, a Thamel bomb from ESPN. They're like, what? UCLA's doing what? What do you mean? No. Bro, what are you talking about, man? These idiots at ESPN. This is a typo, right? They're like, yeah, typo. So he cuts off at like six minutes running on the treadmill because he's fat. And then like he goes and takes a hot shower, steam, you know, puts on his three-piece suit that's really, really nice silk, like, I mean, Egyptian cotton drawers. Like, yeah, dude, he's got on leather dress shoes like he is pimping. Yeah. Goes outside to the Roddy, gets in the Roddy. I mean, it moved a little bit when he fired it up. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. you, you turn the key on that Roddy. Stay hard. And it's just like, boom. Mm -hmm. Rolls up to the crib and he's a lawyer because he's on the UC Board of Regents. He walks in and it's like, speaking of Mike McCluskey, it's like the riot at the prison. And he's like, what's going on here? Oh God, USC and UCLA are leaving. I say, I'm just fired up to be here today. <laughs> what do you mean they're leaving? <gasps> That's how the UC Board of Regents found out that UCLA was leaving. You're so fucked. <laughs> I would love to have been a fly on the wall when somebody was like, Oh, this story's real? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? Bro. Like, that would be... And his name is John Cena! That would be no, amazing. No, her name was Carol, but she's still John Cena, your ass. Oh, my God. Uh, Michael Peck says, I don't think Utah fans care what conference they're in as long as it's not the Mountain West. Excuse me, it's the Mountain Least? You're not wrong about that. You're not long, wrong about that. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston says, Altimore, who, Altimore thinks, who's Altimore? I don't even know who that is. E.T. says, that was Bill Walton's reaction. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wayne Gerbach says, bottom line, are you related to Elvis? Wayne Gerbach says, every Pac-12 school thinks they're better than every Big 12 school. Oh, facts. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Washington State and Oregon State being the possible exceptions. I guarantee you. Somebody in the Pac-12 meetings has been like, man, look, K-State, they suck at football. Hey, guys. It's TCU. They're the damn Christians. Man, like, what? That's a, in I, God's name, image, how and likeness. How did TCU get in and USC didn't? We paid all those AP soccer writers to vote for USC so they'd be above Utah. There's and some US wild shit going on. Yeah, right. and USC still didn't get in and stupid TCU did. I want an investigation, George. It's Division One football. It's a Big Twelve. Uh, 
it, it, it's really unfortunate, the arrogance of the Pac-12. Because I, I, I am that guy. I am one of the people who believes the arrogance of the Pac-12 has really gotten in their way. It's why they're here. I, I, I totally agree. I think it's a hundo P why they're here. I, it, it is. This hour of the show presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. You know, they always bring you NBA, Utah Jazz Talk. Anything we're doing, it's because we're partnering with the good folks at Quick Quack Car Wash. Hey, man, you want 50% off a car wash at Quick Quack? Hook it up. Look, screenshot this. If you're on your phone, I know, I know it's a QR code, uh, but you can screenshot this QR code right here, and this will give you 50% off any car wash. Their best, their lowest, whatever you need. Whatever you need. This QR code will give you 50% off any car wash at Quick Quack. Hook it up. Thanks. Take a screenshot, go to the website. It gives you the coupon, done. And by the way, it's good till March 5th, so you got about 12 days. Get yeah. it done. Let's go. Get it done. Hook it up, Jimmy. Uh, our friends at Quick Quack, you know what I always say about Quick Quack. They're fast. They're efficient. They're friendly people. They're always smiling, which I love. And by the way, their car wash is money. It's cash money. Go there. Hey, man, the new merch line's coming. Yep. Might be convincing me if you take a picture of yourself in a tunnel at Quick Quack. I'm for real. Might get access to our new I'm merch. For real. For free. I'm just saying, hook it up at Quick Quack. Car wash. Uh, Jimmy Eight says Altimore is a used car sales. I truly don't know who Altimore okay, well, who is. Who the hell is Altimore? Is bro? that like Deep Throat? Like I have no idea who Deep that is. Deep Throat. I honestly don't. I don't know who that is. I have no idea who. I. I'm. Uh, uh, you know. T. Lawrence Gragston says Altimore is a Pac-12 consultant trying to sell the Pac-12. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. That's cool. Uh, George Van says four corners are welcome to the Big 12 as long as you do not bring Bill Walton. Well, Stay hard. You know, I'm not a Bill Walton guy. The and Conference of Champions. The Conference of Champions. Does anybody remember when he was on his little paddle boat in the Tempe River or whatever? Dude. You know, like, come on, man. Like, let's go. Seriously. Seriously. Here's what I think will happen. It's just my little old opinion. I think you're going to get a TV deal that will involve a little bit of both. I think you're going to get some Amazon. I think you're going to get some ESPN. I don't know where where the third game ends up, but they've got to figure out. I think there's a real chance that unless something comes out of left field with Fox or somebody we don't know about, I think ESPN Plus is going to be where you're going to find a lot of Pac-12 sports. Suckmyass.com. Good luck. It, it, it's unfortunate. Um, I And I don't think that ESPN ha- has an appetite to overpay. I think if you're the Big 12 and you ever get to $30 million, you should jump on it right now. Yeah. Because, again, I told you the other day, $25 bucks a year per school for seven years. That's the deal that – that's their max deal that they've been able to negotiate. Yeah. $25 million a year, seven-year deal. That's not a lot of money. No. That's $250 million a year as it stands. The other question is, is, is are your TV distribution partners willing to pay for San Diego State? I don't know. We'll find out because it's just a matter of time now. I mean, they, they, they're at a point now where, dude, it's almost March. Like, I, I think in three weeks we're going to be at spring training in Mesa mm-hmm. and Scottsdale. And, and we'll still be talking about this. They'll have a TV deal by then. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident. Come on. I'm not confident. Dude. Why would we be confident? What do we have to be confident in, dude? 
I think at some point you just have to take what you can get. The problem it's is, ridiculous. again, the problem is who's going to sign the grant to rights? Because that's been the issue in the past. Yeah. Is that they've had, they've had workable deals in Oregon, Washington, and the Arizona schools wouldn't sign the grant to rights. Because George is out trying to get a deal. And I know he has an advisory panel of presidents that he, he consults with on certain things. And um. He's not been able to get by that advisory committee. He's not been able to get most of the presidents on board. Because it's not a healthy deal. That's the problem, dude. It's not healthy. But again, I'm also telling you, I don't see a large number of schools bailing for the Big 12. I just don't think that will happen. I don't. Cam Harrison, what's up, my guy? Says, Pac-12 on ESPN Plus makes sense. I would watch the games on my phone. See, isn't that that the point, though? Isn't that that kind of the the backhanded messaging here, like, hey, you need to get on people's phones. Like, the SEC's on people's phones. Like, you, you've got all these other conferences on people's phones, and you're not on people's phones. Nathan Tracy says, uh, been absolutely hammered on Mott's apple juice. Loving these afternoon shows. Atta boy. Atta boy. Just so you can go to Pound Town. Oh, that was funny last week. Uh, T. Lawrence Gragston says, Monty, how much money do you think the Pac-12 will get? I, I don't think. I don't know. Well, it's just like you were um, saying, though. I mean, we've heard. We've you know. been told sources in the TV industry have told us for weeks that they have not been able to top $25 million a year per school, per it's year. Brutal. It's brutal, bro. For the 10 teams that they have. And I want to make that clear because there have been all these stories about how San Diego State's telling people they're joining the Pac-10. <coughs> okay. The, the 10 schools that are there, which means every one of them, but USC and UCLA... $25 million a year for seven years, which is really bad. Why would anybody do a seven-year grant of rights? Why? It's I, dumb. It doesn't make sense, man. I don't know, man. I'm just, I mean, if you think about that, like, that's $175 million. That's what a Big Ten school gets in a year and a half. That's crazy. And that's just <coughs> TV money. And then the bigger question becomes... If you're Oregon State, you're probably not. I mean, Arizona football. Is Arizona football, is Arizona State football, is Cal or Stanford football, are they ever playing in big bowl games? Are they ever bringing (laughs) equal, well, are they ever bringing equal revenue to the table? They're not selling tickets. They're not driving revenue. Like, they're weighing down your conference. So my question is, okay, well, then are you just paying for Oregon in, in, in Washington? It, it's crazy to me. The whole thing's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how you do it. A couple more because then we got to get to uh, a couple of our stories. Um, Greg Romano, with all the gnashing of teeth that's going on, the Pac-12's $30 million contract would be great, especially when mixed with research money. Dude, if you can get thirty million from your TV deal, jump on it like it was like you at the club, and that's a poll, man. Jump on it. Uh, let's on. see. <laughs> LV Seminole one. How long do you think, assuming pack schools signed, the grant of rights will be, and how high will early exit fees exit fees be? Tell I me. mean, I would have to think. I have to think you're probably 
50 to 100 million. I don't know the exit fee. You got to be 60% of what you what you what you know. Yeah, what you know. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. And I think if I'm in the Pac-12, I'm not signing a grant of rights this more than 3 years, 5 years Facts, max. Dude, 5 years max, not Cuz I think the college landscape is going to change dramatically. I I I just I do. I do. Eric and Raleigh, the longer the Pac-12 goes without a deal, the less money they will end up getting. Don't disagree. Uh, Paul McNaught says just before the TV deal is signed, two Pac-12 schools will announce they're headed to the Big 12 because they won't want uh, any long-term commitments. Absolutely could be. Although I think that deal's probably done. I have to believe the Pac-12 knows what its TV deal is. That Ass 9 statement they released last week, I have to believe they know. Right? They know. You would think, but... I find myself not being so easily like, yeah, they, they know. know. Like, the TV deal is done. They like, know. we're great. We're, no, you're come not. On. Like, come on, man. Uh, DWE says the Big 12 is offering a lifeline to schools and fan bases who are in denial. They need help. Wake up. I'm telling you now. I, am I even out on a limb saying I don't see a single Pac 12 school that's like, oh my God, we have to get to the Big 12? No, no, no. Why can't we get in the running car? Please. That's not, I don't see it, man. And I could be blind. I could be totally blind. I don't see a single Pac-12 school that believes that they need to bail to the Big 12 right now. Back at Big 10? Okay, different story. Totally different story. Big 12? It's it's Utah, <laughs> BYU. It's not like it's it's that down your nose thing, right? That's what I think. Austin Napierski says, Shaq and Chuck have obviously never gotten plastered on Mots with me, Nathan, and the Montes at a jazz game. That's right. Don't get me started on that again. That pisses no, me off. I'm over it now. Paul McNutt says, maybe a new Pac-12 TV deal won't be signed uh, early, giving the schools more time to figure it out. Nah. I think that was how long last can fall. How like go? Because like, the thing that no one's talking about is, like, you're going to have to start talking to advertisers, right? Like, that's the other side of this. Like you can't continue to drag your feet because you mm. got to talk to advertisers. You got like, you got to start making money off of this TV deal, bro. Like, yeah, come on. Uh, court McMullen, who's a member of the program says, Jake, who would do a seven year TV deal? The Miller family hold my mountain Dew. <laughs> See what they, it's a jazz TV <laughs> contract. Wasn't seven years. My God. It was God. like 800 years. Yeah, it was like 13 years, bro. <laughs> Man, these TV things are make or break, man. Yeah, and I, I know it's crazy, but I just wish people, and you should apply this to yourself as well. You gotta understand who you are, man. Like I, I, I it, it paralyzes so many people in this country, and businesses and boardrooms. Like when you don't recognize who you are, and if if. I'm all for having this view of what your top of the mountain looks like. You see, I'm a guy of simple like, taste. Your top of the mountain, yeah. Absolutely, hey, we could be what? You're never going to be the best football conference. You're never going to be the best basketball conference. Like, what is the top of the mountain for the Pac-12? And this is what Pac-12 homers don't want to talk about. Yeah. Can you ever compete in basketball with the Big 12? Can you ever compete in football with who's the best football conference? The SEC. Can you ever compete with the depth of the SEC? I don't know. 
I mean, you had a decent year last year and nobody voted for your clubs. <laughs> nobody saw your games. Can you, can, sure, you want to talk gymnastics? All right, Red rocks me up, dude. Like, I, I'm down. <laughs> you want to talk about swimming and, okay, cool. I'm down. How about rowing? You want to talk about, you want to talk about badminton or you want to talk about weightlifting? Pickleball, wrestling. Yeah, I know what time it is. Want to talk about wrestling? Okay. But I'm telling you now, the sports that matter, the footballs, the basketballs, the baseballs. You know, the ones that make money or should. Can you really compete? And I don't think you can. I don't think you can. This should be a power basketball conference. And then Sean Miller showed up. This should be a power football conference. And then USC was a rudderless ship under Clay Helton and a bunch of ADs who had no business being athletic. That's directors. cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Magic Johnson running the Lakers. He was also running USC, I think. It was that bad. And his local Starbucks. Right? Like, you've just mismanaged this thing into the ground. So let me just ask the obvious question. Should we, and I know I'm stupid and I know nothing about sports. Your hack on YouTube. We yep, get it. We get yep, it. Yep. Mm -hmm. But that's who you guys have been. So you're telling me now that I should expect something different. Good luck. Has Oregon really won anything in con consequence in football? Has Oregon won anything in consequence in basketball? Has Washington won anything in consequence in football or basketball? Um, how long's it been since Stanford or Cal has been relevant? How long's it been since UCLA? And they're relevant in basketball, but when's the last time they really won? Um, when's the last time USC was relevant? Well, this past year. But when's the last time Arizona's been relevant in football and basketball? Well, um, the scandal with Sean, sweaty Sean Miller. When's the last time Arizona State was relevant? Well, problem is Bobby Hurley's kind of been a bust out. <coughs> and Herm, well... Herm didn't read the rule book ever, like not even once. So what do we have? We have Utah. In all seriousness, Research Stadium is going to be amazing. When's the last time Oregon State was relevant? <laughs> like you, and I understand you guys are going to say, well, you guys, hey, assholes, look at the Pac-12 this past year. I can make the argument. They beat everybody and your cousin. And well, then what do you say that BYU ran the Pac-12 the last? Well, that doesn't matter. They're them damn Mormons, and they're underpants and caffeine and in stuff. God's okay, cool. Name, image, and likeness. So you're so much better than everybody else. Well, look at our bowl record. Okay, how'd you do in the college football playoff? Because it's garbage. How'd you do in the Final Four? How'd you do in the College World Series? But we're the Conference of Champions. Um. Okay. Uh, but the revenue generating sports, like this, is the thing that it. it TCU got to the freaking college football playoff. Man. Out of here with that. Now, I understand that Ohio State and Michigan are gifted pretty much a free ticket every year, as is Georgia or Alabama. And I understand that in the ACC, they've already crowned Clemson for the coming season. Totally get it. We built this program on NIL. Totally understand it. Jimbo's going to suck at A&M. Totally get it. Things it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. Water's wet and Jimbo's a disappointment. That's why he should be coaching <laughs> in the Pac-12. Jimbo and Saban are going to fight that, all but, year. <laughs> but that's why Jimbo Fisher should be in the Pac-12, because he's another coach who doesn't win anything. Look, Chip, take it easy. You know, like Wilcox was supposed to revolutionize Cal football, and Jeff Tedbird's a dickhead. Okay, cool. 
<laughs> what <if> they... <laughs> I mean, that's a beautiful stadium you have that nobody shows up at. Oh it's God. cool that you have 13 oh. season ticket holders for Stanford football, and all of them are triple master degrees. That's cool. We hey, man. It. You guys we... are solving cancer. Yeah, put that dude in a tree costume and let him run out on the field again. Holy cow. Cool tree costume, bro. Bro, head stadium. Yeah, we're checking it off because we're kicking your ass today, tree boy. Like, that's what this is. That's where the Pac-12 is. I'm not even kidding. I wish I was being tongue-in-cheek. We're chopping that tree down. Golden Bear's my ass. Know your role and shut your mouth. Right? Like, hey, and, and, and I'm, I'm here for it, man. Tell me, Oregon. Oh, my God. Oregon, you guys, Phil Knight's money has not won us a thing. Bo Nix. Bo's Nix. Like, he, he, do you see them knacks that Bo Dix is wearing? When he was at Auburn, he was half the quarterback he is here. Stay hard. He's no Max Duggan, but now, he'll do. Now, look, I understand. You guys beat. You guys, you, we're the poverty school, according to Oregon at mm -hmm. Utah. Right. But what did you win? What'd you win? Nothing. This um, conference is a perennial disappointment. <sighs> now, you want to, I understand half of you are already like, oh, screw BYU. You're a BYU homer. You drink that Kool-Aid. Okay. Cool, bro. It became personal with me. I'm just telling you, the Pac-12 is Utah football. And nobody knows it. I will die on this hill that the best program in the Pac-12 is Utah football. And bro, nobody bro. knows it. Because the a-hole soccer writers voted USC above Utah football. And you know why they did that? Because they know that Traveler is going to cruise out and take a dump at center field at the Coliseum. And Jimmy the junior at the movie school at USC is going to hop off of there and bury his sword in your mom. Right? Stay hard. It's what we do at USC. And then inevitably we'll lose to Notre Dame and probably Chip Kelly. <laughs> and then Chip Kelly's going to go on and do nothing with that win because it's UCLA and nobody goes to the Rose Bowl. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. Bro. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, but win percentage. Now, look, if you look at third down on Friday nights, on the third Friday of Tuesdays in October that comes after November, you look at what Bose Dix does in those games. <laughs> Bo knows Thursdays before Wednesdays, bro. Bro, what are you talking like, about, that's man? what we always get into. Well, I found this one stat that is so obscure. You've never heard of it. But I'm going to tell you, everybody knows it, right? Like, And they were saying that Bo Nix in this stat right here, the efficiency of his the snap when he gets dressed and he snaps his jock strap with like 67 pounds of PSI force, he goes out and he throws for a QBR at 36 because his balls ache. What, so what the we, fuck does one thing have to do now what we've with done, the other? Well, what he has to do with the other is what we've done. I lost my train of thought, but the point is when Bo snaps that PSI on his jock strap, they're unbeatable. Those statements are not true when I ask that you strike them. Okay. We should probably stop. <laughs> I personally would like an apology. I think we probably just lost a thousand subs on that take. I think, we, well, I mean. Venom and vitriol. You know, Uncle Phil stopped watching the show now. From when I, uh, Phil Damn. and I turned the show off. 
Uh, I'm not getting them free Nikes no more. <laughs> you know. Uh, M. Morris says Pack has a likability problem. You don't say. Gumby too sexy says Bo knows Thursdays before Wednesday. Yes, he does. Bo Dix is one of your best. That's some of your best material, bro. I'm in. You know what? I'm in history 17 with Bo's dick, and he Damn. told me that Bo was playing. Bo's thigh is fine. Now, I mean, it's detached from Bo's dick, but I'm telling you. I think that's HIPAA? He's throwing for a six-pack this weekend. <laughs> you know. Anyway, uh, 801 West Valley says Greg's waiting on the call to join the SEC. You, you, the SEC. Hello. Uh, We're not available now. Yeah, something happened. The phone line was busy. Uh, hey, Monty's watch what what you say about Bo Nix. He's God's gift to football. It's exactly right. It's my quarterback. Uh, Gumby Too Sexy says, Sonny Dykes did truly revolutionize Cal football. Yeah, hey, Sonny Dykes is going <laughs> um, to Cal before he takes TCU to the college football playoffs. We're building this program on... Program. 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 I just remember when, when Wilcox got to Cal, everybody was like, oh, dude, it's over. This is a guy. This is finally the Jeff Tedford's a little, little prick. We don't like him. But I'm telling you now, who, who was the guy at Arizona State? Todd Graham. Oh, Todd Graham. Hey, we were at, the last time we were at um, uh, Pac-12 Media Days with Todd Graham at, at ASU, the AD was like, hey, you guys, Todd Graham foregone. And he said it just like that. He's foregone his vacations to fundraise for the new stadium. You make sure you ask him about that. Like, by the way, can I ask him why he doesn't win football games? Or should we just leave that part out? Um, um, I mean, it's cool and all um, that he was able to add Mount Todd Graham up there. But they don't win football games. Can we sir. ask a... Good old Todd, why he won't turn around and hand it off to Kalen Ballage. Okay, can we get Kalen Ballage on the show? Um, <laughs> Dude, the guy at Arizona State was just like, now listen, he's worked really, he had foregone those vacations to raise money to build this stadium. He built this stadium on NIL, okay? Now you all make sure you Dude. ask him about that right there. Crazy. We built this program. The stories, on the stories we could tell you. Uh, BGHT says I'm in Oklahoma East Country, but have always thought Utah is the most solid. It they are. I'm in Oklahoma East Country. You know, uh, DWE says I wonder if Quick Quack Car Wash could wash the smugness off the Pac-12. Yeah, well, you know, if they get a good old dirty duck. Yeah, seriously. Get a muddy duck. Oh, excuse me, a muddy duck? A muddy duck. Tanner at, says, wait, is Bo Nix and Bo Callahan from draft day the same person? The same. Facial recognition. We ran DNA. <laughs> we ran DNA. Now, now listen. When Bo was out with Bo Dix issue, we ran some DNA. My name is Luca. And it turns out he's been fraternizing with Luca Doncic's mom. <laughs> but who knew? Stay hard. Goggins. The Goggins drop is going to kill us. Uh, Jeremy Severe, who's a member of the program, says, you feel better, Monty, with that rant? <laughs> I do. I do. There's no more weird noises in the building, and I'm not 1,000 degrees. And Bo Dix ain't starting for Oregon. Yeah, and look, 
Bo Dix is about to walk in here and be like, hey, bro, we need to talk. Who's telling you those things? Know your role and shut your you know, mouth. Gumby Too Sexy says ballage. So before Kalen Balage was a known figure at ASU, I may have referred to him as Kalen Ballage. There's some wild shit going on right <laughs> To his face. Um, bro. I felt bad. I felt bad. Uh, Austin Apierski says, what are you guys even saying in these accents right now? I'm lost. Well, look. Kalen Ballage was a hell of a running back. Look here, Austin Napierski. Let me just explain something to you, son. I don't know. I don't Hope have... that jazz jacket fits you well <laughs> still, sir. Yeah, Napierski. Let me just tell you something. Anyway, are you named after Austin, Texas? Hell no. Texas. Hell no. We ain't fraternizing with them Texans. Uh, Eric and Rowley says, Bo don't know dicks. It, well, see, you know what I mean? Again, you know, again, uh, LOL Monty's, you would, uh, fit right in, in the South with those accents. Not, yeah, I think we might get exposed, which because is, it's garbage. by the way, being exposed is a felony in some States. So just don't stay hard. <laughs> don't, take, <laughs> don't take that literally uh, quite literally. Do not touch me there. That sir is my no, no, no square. square. By the way, Jake, how are you handling singledness? Uh, it was kind of a long weekend, dude. Yeah, it was a little bit of a shoulder and forearm pain. Dude, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been, you know. What's up, big bro? What do you mean it was a long weekend? You know, you just feel emotions. You go through it. You, you know, you just, you just go through it. You process it. You know, certain smells on the pillow and the sheets. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Stay hard. Yeah. You uh -huh. know. Yeah. Stay hard. Yeah. Is what it is. Well, you, you, you all right there, man? I'm better than I was Friday when we talked about it. Okay. What do you, what, uh, do you have a non-sports story you like today? Should we talk about buying a new car maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. We can talk about that. So Mrs. Monty. Um, you got to add context, tell the whole story so people understand this because it's really important. So I. We bought a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon and built it. It's on the channel. You can see the videos. Yeah. Mrs. Monty won't give it up. I was literally going to buy her a G-Wagon. She said, no, I don't want a G-Wagon. I was like, okay, well, how about we get you a Grand Cherokee? Because she loved her Jeep Grand Cherokee. We had a really nice Grand Cherokee Limited. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to keep my Jeep now. I was like, okay. I said, so then I'm going to trade in my car. She goes, okay, fine. I was like, okay, say no more. Got to go. Okay. Right? Yeah. There's I heard like that. yelling in the background. I didn't want it. Yeah. The building, again. The building is totally empty and there are people talking. Is Bo Dix coming for us? The ghost of Bo's dick. Um, <laughs> you know. Anyway, let's go continue. Okay. So, so, so Mrs. Monty says, yeah, go for it. I was like, all right, cool. So I'm trying to decide, I think what I want to do, I was talking to Mrs. Monty this morning. I think I want to sell my Audi and I want to, I, and I think I'm going to sell it outright because it's worth more than I owe on it. Right. I'm in a really good spot on the Audi and either don't have a car or, <laughs> okay, now Mrs. Monty sends me a text and says, seriously, a G-Wagon, this was never in the conversation and off the charts. <laughs> I... You said you wanted to keep the Jeep, you know, and she has said to me in the past, the G wagons, and, and it's not, I, here's the problem with buying cars. Now I'm older and I've become wiser. 
One, I have a twin turbo V6. Right. I'm not... I. You have a nice car. I have a really nice car. Yeah. I have like leather seats, like red leather. I have a really S, nice car. It's S quality from Audi. It's really nice. <clears throat> and I'm not looking to give that up. But I know I'm at a tipping point in the Audi. And if you own German, if you own BMW, if you own Porsche, Audi, you understand. Mercedes is different, but you understand you come to a point where the value proposition begins to lower itself. Right. I'm at 55,000 miles. It's 2018. So what is it? Five years old now. And I'm in a really good place. So I think what I'm going to do is sell it. And then do we just live on one car? I don't necessarily need two cars, but I'm a car guy. Mm -hmm. I like having a twin turbo V6. Right. Okay. So one option is just to have one car, the Jeep. Other option is to step down to like a commuter. Of whatever variety. Of whatever variety. Right. Or you go all in and buy an, a, a, a Cayenne or a whatever. Because I want a slightly bigger SUV than I have now. Why? Because I need a little more space. Frankly, traveling and snowboarding this last year in, in my Audi has been a pain in my ass. Because I can't, you know, like the, the snowboards are a little too long and the SQ5 is like a smaller SUV. The midsize. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Okay. So, you know. But, but you're, so you're, you're, so you're leaning towards selling it outright. I'm leaning towards <laughs> selling my Audi outright because I think I could make five grand on it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any debt, so it's not like I need the five grand to live or I'm not struggling financially. You know, like I, I just don't, I don't need it. Right. But if I'm going to get, if I'm going to sell it and make five grand, I might as well put that five grand into a car so I can buy down my payment and have a lower my car. It'd be nice to lower my car payment, you know? So, well, see Gary, and this is, we've talked about this. Gary says, get that SQ8. We've talked about it. Yeah. We've talked about it. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that this is, this is very much a preference decision. This is a... You know, I mean, SQ8, what's, I mean, what's an SQ8? You know, what are we, 60,000 probably? I'm a certified pre-owned guy, by the way. And you're, you know, just doing a basic Google search. You're 55 on the low. There's one here that's 3,000 miles old that's at 68. Like, I mean, there's a range, obviously. But the point really is that I, I, I think that the tough part is, is that it's very much a preference thing. Like, you could trade it and put that five grand towards... Uh, a really not brand new, but damn near brand new X5. Let's see. I'm a sort of, again, I'm a certain, no T Lawrence. He's like 5k for a car. No, five grand towards a car. So I'm going to make five grand on the sale of my car. So if my car, if I buy a car that's 50 G's, it's going to be 45 G's. And if you want to put down on top of that, then, you know, so you can see where, you know, you can make the room. You're in an advantageous position because I did make a really good deal when I bought the SQ5. Right. So, I don't know. I, I don't hate the Jeep. It's been a fun build. But I am in equity on my Audi. And I think my wife really does like the Jeep. Yeah, she loves the Jeep. And I, I like the Jeep a lot. Yeah. And if we hold on to it for a year, we'll probably be in pretty good equity in a year. Like, we killed it. 
That Jeep has a phenomenal build on it. Yeah, it's got a great lift. She, it's she, got... lo- she likes owning a Jeep, a, a Wrangler, does. not a Grand. She she loved her Grand Cherokee, but I but she loves the Wrangler. It's a Rubicon. It's built like it's everything that you would want. Hello, hi. I guess I should mute you on the uh, Alexa. Yeah, she was watching. Mrs. Monty was watching the show and telling me that I'm not being quite correct. <clears throat> What am I, Mrs. Mrs. M, in her office? What 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 am I incorrect about? We never talked about a G wagon. Oh, you straight up told me you didn't think a G wagon was practical. Well, yeah. But and this is what we were talking about at the gym today. I don't think I want a V eight because you get a V eight. I don't need it right now. No, just not in the books right now. I just don't think it's practical. I would much rather. But here's the thing. We can't just do a regular commuter car and only have one car. That's not going to work. No, we probably not. Too much. We probably not. We travel too much. We drive. <laughs> we take driving trips too much. Right. To Tahoe and to L.A. and to spring training. and. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, I, but- I, don't, I don't know. Like, so you want to keep the Jeep. And admittedly, I love the Jeep. I love the Jeep. I think it's totally fun. And I have plans for taking it to Yellowstone in, uh, in October. So. Yeah. As you should. I can't That's get rid it. of it now. No. I mean, it could, uh, really. But anyways, I love, like, getting a Grand Cherokee again was, like, that was my favorite car. You guys forced me to get rid of it. Now you want to take the Jeep away, too. No, I don't. I, I'm listen. Like I said, I'm in a tipping point with my Audi. I'm happy to trade my Audi, and I just don't. I don't know. I don't know. Struggles we have. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gary. Gary says G wagon is a beaut. My uncle loves his. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, Gary. D Rock says good. Good evening, Mrs. Monty. Hey yo. Gumby too sexy says Mrs. Monty. Hey Monty. Hey Monty. Hey Monty. Hey, Monty. Mike Maple says, get a Subaru so you and Jake can have race wars in Zion. <sighs> right. Mike, stop. stop yeah. It. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'll do. I, I don't know what I'll do. I'm not going to come out of my pocket to put money down. I'm not going to raise my current car payment. I'd like to lower it. Yeah. Huh. I, I don't know. But we, you have to admit we need a bigger, we need something bigger than an SQ5. It's a little tight when we travel. Well, I mean, that's because you guys pack it. So if you packed it, it would be better. You fit a lot more. God, and you have go. like a weird thing where it's like you want your snowboards to sit floating on top of everything on a pillow so nothing touches them. And like, <laughs> I'm like, Here we get go. a roof rack. Here we go. Or put them in their bags for travel and... I agree we need a roof rack for the snowboards, but yeah. you know, when we do the show on the road, it's just a lot of equipment and Yeah. It is. It is what it is. Yeah. I don't it know. Is. We'll figure it out. I don't know. It is what it is. I, I just I don't know. Um what was our other non sports story today? Um I have Barber no... versus Superfoot. Oh yeah. Donuts, hey, so we went to the barber today. Oh huh? I was gonna say we had donuts yesterday. We did have don't. Where did you get those Duck donuts? donuts? Duck donuts. They were warm. It was my birthday yesterday. Mrs. Monty got me absolutely nothing, but 
But she did take me to Tahoe. She got me, this is inaccurate. She got me this awesome necklace. She bought me some clothes. Like, yeah, I had a great birthday. Jake didn't get me anything because he's a communist. Right. And I had to tell him, hey, bring some donuts over. It's my birthday. I want some donuts. Right. So they, you walk in there and duck donuts makes them fresh. Yeah. So basically what happens is you walk in, duck donuts, fries your donuts on the spot. And what they do is they just make old-fashioned donuts and then they top them. So the donuts are all the same. Uh, okay. Yeah. I've never had duck donuts before. Yeah. I am, and Mrs. Monty, I don't know if you agree with me on this. Every time I walk through uh, Harmon's, I want a donut. They're fresh donuts when they're fresh. Dude, Harmon's. They look amazing. Dude. Do you know what I just had? I just what? took a big swig of the bucked up IV. Hydrate. How'd you like it? It's good. It, uh, it's the pineapple orange one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, bucked up the official energy drink of the program in the description below. Mrs. Monty can attest. You get free samples, uh, and a free shaker cup. Check the description below. The link is right there. It's totally free. Pick your, and you can pick the samples you want and the shaker cup you want. They'll send it right to your front door. Boom. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty show or go into any of their Utah locations. Uh, Farmington station, South Jordan, Murray, uh, St. George absolutely has a bucked up store. So you can go in there or order the free samples online using the link below in the description. Um, the, I, I am a, I am a Harmon's donut guy. The mm -hmm. duck donuts were good. They were not great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They are good. They, they were, are not they great. were okay. Like I, I was walking in hoping to get like apple fritters and hoping for like a traditional donut shop and that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm dying. I can't remember the story I wanted to talk about today, and it's killing me because Mrs. Monty sent me a story last week that I really wanted to talk about. I don't remember. Anyway, do you guys use a barber? In the comments, I want to really talk about this because uh, I have a barber um, that I use, I swear by. Oh, God. Don't tell me where good donuts are, Teddy. Donut Star and Draper, I'm telling you, they're legit. What was the other problem, though, when we were looking for donuts? I was like, I filtered by open now. That cleared out the list. Cleared yeah. it out. Like Duck yeah. Donuts was the only thing nearby. Thanks, D-Rock. Appreciate the birthday wishes. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Duck Donuts is just worse Krispy Kreme. Truth. Yeah. Truth. Truth. what it felt like, bro. better than Krispy Kreme. By the way. Kreme, but okay. You know what? While we're, no, nothing's better than Krispy Kreme. Uh, don't, oh, Gary. Man, Gary, you got it. You got to be a member of the show, dude. I love Dunford Bakery, West Jordan off of 7,800. Oh, my God. Are they open on Sundays, though? Dunford Donuts are the best, Gary. But um, I will tell you guys, being 50 is kind of a mind F. I'm not somebody... I, I, I do believe I'll live to be more than 100. I think we work pretty hard. I got to stop eating like crap, but we work pretty hard. You know, this shifting to nights has made it so we can work out every morning. Mrs. Monty and I get up at five o'clock together. Jake and I are at the gym at five 30. Like, I mean, we're doing all kinds of really good stuff. I, the thing that I found myself contemplating about being 50 is it's like, okay, dude, half your life's over. Let's get to work. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready for this next thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why are you laughing? Hello. I, I, I didn't feel like, sorry, I was like, you know, coughing over here. That's why I drank the IV because I'm dehydrated. <coughs> mm -hmm. 
I didn't feel like 50 was like, oh my God, half my life is over. I, I really like for me, the mind shift was I'm 50 and I feel great. Like, yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I don't, I, know. I don't, it's not that I'm saying I'm old, but let's be honest about it. If you're 50, like we are, Mrs. Monty and I are 50, mm-hmm. you've probably lived half your life. I mean, you look at, you look at yeah. Detective Munch dying at, what was he, 78 years old, I think. Yeah. Oh. You, you look at, you know, you look at some of these people that, you know, a lot of people are dying in their 70s and 80s, man. Yeah. It's fucking depressing it's for me, bro. man. Like, yeah. And so I've been on this thing. I was talking to my barber, Jay Taffa, today. Um, and we were talking about living every day intentionally. And I'm trying to get people on this thing where you text your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. And you're like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Love you. You know, hope you're good. Hey, just want you to know, thinking about you today. Hope you're having a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Find, find somebody in your life to text that to. And, and I'm telling you, it makes a difference. And I think as guys, there's a lot of us who are too proud to say, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about you. I love you. I, I miss you. Like, especially guy to guy, we won't be like, hey, hey, man, I love you. I hope you're doing well. I miss you, John. You know, like, and it's got to be, oh, well, what are you, gay? And it's like, dude, can we not be children and just be like, hey, you're my friend. I want you to know I'm thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want you to know I've, I, you know, I'm just sitting here working away and you popped into my head, man. I hope you're good. I just don't understand why that, why we can't do that more. And now that I'm 50, like it's in my head that I'm like, we, we have to really stop with the wasting of time. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm not saying I'm old, right? I'm not saying I'm old. I just feel like we have to be a lot more intentional about our lives. Yeah. I mean, I think that's difficult. Like it's difficult for a lot of people who have a lot happening. It's hard to kind of take that moment and, and be like, yeah, I should, I, you know, like I did think about that. Like, I feel like we think about people all the time. We're just not thinking about it in the capacity of, hey, I should probably reach out and tell them, you know. It's 10 seconds. No, I know, I'm not saying it's hard to do. I'm, think, I'm saying that I think that life goes by so fast that you just don't think about it. Yeah, I agree with that. But then I also think that people are afraid to do the reach out because they're afraid they'll get a, like a response and then they have to have a conversation and then like. What if it's not a risk? Like, what if it's a long response? Or like, I think people get it like, oh my God, I'm so busy. Or it's been too long and now you feel awkward about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's easy. Yeah. But I think that's even more of a reason just to do the quick reach out. Hey, you popped yep. into my head. Hope you're doing good. You know what I, I find interesting too about birthdays is like the Facebook LinkedIn thing. <laughs> like happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And then... Like two, three people a year. This girl, Laura, that I worked with at Fox wrote me like a personal note. I was like, hey, happy birthday, man. Like, I, I, you know, I hope you're doing well. What are you up to? Like, I, I, I just think we don't care enough about people. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to lecture people or tell you how to live your lives. But, man, I'm telling you, you're never, whether you're 25, 35, 55, or 105, you are, you, the, there's no excuse for it. I don't care how busy you are. I don't. If you're not telling somebody every day, Mr. Single Guy, hey, I love you. Hey, I miss you. Hey, I hope you're doing well. There's just no reason for that. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. I, I try to tell you all the time. Hey, I appreciate that we get to do this show together. Yeah. 
Hey, I appreciate that we get to work out together. I tell my wife all the time, hey, I really appreciate it this weekend. Hey, thanks for going to dinner with me on Saturday night. Hey, and it's not that I don't feel loved. It's not that I don't, you know, that, I, that I'm worried about losing my relationship. It's because I believe that we have to nurture our lives on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with that. I agree with that hundred percent. And I think it takes effort and I think it's, you know, yeah. it's easy to just go with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, like every day it's easy to just like, you know, as you say, like get up and go to bed. Like it's just easy to kind of go with the flow of it and it's hard to be intentional. It's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, D rock says, great point. Appreciate what you have now. My wife and I work out at 4 a.m. We don't think, uh, we don't think of the number. It's the mind. Don't overthink it too much. Well, that's the absolute truth. You've yes, you've got to live in the now. But you know what? I think one of the other interesting things that I've really been focused on, and I don't know for how long, six weeks, six months, I have no idea. But this building relationship with self stuff, like, again, just talking to my barber today, that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. And I think it's uniquely human. And that, what I mean by that is I think women struggle with this. I think men struggle with this. If you can't look in the mirror and, and look yourself in the eyes, you better start doing that right now. Because I'm telling you the mental game, the mental conversation you have with yourself, the I'm fat, I'm stupid, how did you do that? I can't believe you did that. You know, like we all make mistakes. It's not the mistake that's the problem. It's how you react to it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think that, like I said, this is, you know, that word, that, that word, intentional. Like, you know, you're, you're having to put, it's not good enough just to get up at 4am and go to the gym. Like it's, no. it's, it's like, there's these little things where you're going station to station and you know, these little things that you have to do to, ex to excel at that motion every day. And I think that it's, it's hard, man. It's not easy. Like I, I it's easy to just kind of go through it. And what's interesting is Mrs. Monty and I have two very different family situations. Like I really don't have much of a family. I have a very small circle in this world. M Mrs. Monty has a, a decent sized family and all of them texted me yesterday. Hey, happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Like, it's interesting what those little texts do. What you know, do they like, do? Jake, text your grandmother. Tell her you love her. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. Yeah, but I'm serious. They, it it's makes like an you... easy one, right? You don't think about it all the time. No. Yeah. You know, like that would totally make her day. And that's the thing for even if you're single, like who who else do you have that you can? And I do it with my sister. When I hear the reminder on the show, I'll text my sister. And then I'll also text my mom. And sometimes it'll be a niece. But just that quick. And they all respond super positively. It never turns into a long, drawn out thing. It's like, yeah. thank you. You have a good day too. Love you. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. 801 West Valley says, grew up never telling my bro or sis I love you. Don't know why, but trying to change that. And it's easier over text. Yeah. You know, it's easy. It, it can, it, and it'll set you up in person. The worst thing is, hey, your phone rings. And for most of us, hey, I'm grinding away, you know, slaving over a hot microphone. My phone will ring. And you'll be like, hello. And they'll be like, hey, it's Tommy. Um... I have some bad news. Uh, Uncle Steve died or, you know, hey, uh, your sister got in a car accident or that's how life happens. I think nine out of 10 times. Yeah. And you're like, damn, you know, I meant to text her last week. 
Meant to text her last week. Didn't do it. Like, do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Do it right now. Because when the phone rings, it's too late. Because life happens fast, man. And again, there's another snowstorm coming in tomorrow, dude. The real. Yeah. There you go. I hope it's good snow. Yeah. Hey, by the way, how did we all feel about, uh, how'd we all feel about uh, Pinecone Ridge in Park City? It was good. Like the main entrees were, I think, the star. The, of the appetizers, the bread was the star. No, I don't know. That brie was awfully good. Tiny, though. Too small. It was. Too, and yeah. it was $22. Oh, yeah. Whatever it was. It was way, way too Can you measure it? No. Yeah, the, we, so this Pinecone Ridge restaurant in Park City on Main Street is really good. Yeah. But they have this little brie cheese that's inside. It's like a Danish, a cheese Danish. But the brie is heated and liquefied, and it's, but it was 22 bucks. It's expensive. It was it was expensive. What do you expect? I mean, the what do you size expect? of a deck of cards, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe That's the size of a deck like of cards. It might have been tasty, but it was too small. The entrees were the star of the show. Yeah. Oh my god. Primo. Yeah. And then yesterday morning, Mrs. Monty made uh, breakfast with the steak. Uh, I had a uh, bone on ribeye, and she it's had like a, what's called a pork pot, a pork rack, in a thing, and it's ribs and a pork chop still connected the pork chop was amazing yes jake had uh chicken a la queen which was perfect beautiful yeah so all right well that was a good place. delicious well um average to see and you I, mrs monty i heard I, that uh i didn't hear the actual comment from Shaq and whoever that like salt lake's boring yeah clearly whoever planned things didn't tell them where to go there are plenty of speakeasies, good bars, and like rooftop bars, and clearly, no one told them where to go. But somebody's no got to stand up. Stand, somebody's got to stand up for Salt Lake City, and it should have been Ryan Smith today, and it wasn't. Yeah. And I was really disappointed in that. Like somebody's got to stand up for Utah and Salt Lake City, and it's it's just really frustrating that nobody chose to do that. Yeah. Nobody chose to do that. Not in the moment. Like, yeah. not at all. Not a, didn't stand up. Like you why, said, it wasn't a big deal. Why would you light the wick like that? Why would you? Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. Don't bring yeah. it up. What are we doing? We're making shakes for dinner tonight, right? Hell yeah. Okay. All right, we have to go. Stop talking, or you're off. Shut up. All right, I'm not buying you a G wagon. Uh, clearly. Okay, I like you. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. There's Mrs. Stay hard. Stay hard. There you go. All right. That's it. Show's <laughs> over. Appreciate you guys being here. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Best injury attorneys in the business. No doubt about it. You've been in a wreck. You've been hit. Somebody was driving distracted. That's not your fault, man. You deserve to be made whole. You need somebody to fight for you and you never reach into your pocket. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case, theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow at Three Mountains, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.